Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure Run Fast on Raw Dog, Sirius XM Comedy Hits, Channel 99. It's the Ron and Fez Show. Oh, man, right here in uh, Midtown, New York City. And as I came in today, the excitement level, the paparazzi were going crazy. And I came in the same time uh, as uh, Big Jonah Hill and Big Channing Tatum. Wow. Is that his name? Tatum. What did I say? Tatum? Yeah. I think Tatum's better. Let him know. <laughs> we're going with Chad and Tatum. But the pops were after Jonah Hill, and the ladies were after uh, Channing Tatum. There's nothing but right? Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. There's nothing but young girls. That that hallway smells just a perfume of women just trying. Oh, I thought to... you were going to say Quim. <laughs> been a fucking rock star. Because they were saying they had to come in and hose the seats off after this thing is over. Whoa! But they. Um, but the pops, I guess, uh, Jonah Hill is the big story right now. He did the big apology last night on The Tonight Show. Um, and he's completely forgiven. What the hell's happening in Chelsea right now where they've shut down the subway? I only have one TV put on on this side. But they look like they've shut it down as if there's troubles to some type. Hold on, I have to get that. That's the bat phone. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's the big brouhaha. I had a chance to be out on the sidewalk. Uh, why the excitement? And you know what? Here's what's weird and how spilled you get. All I could think of, let me get to the elevator before they do. I'm just like haul-assing through the crowd so I could go up in the elevator before, you know... The cow car starts. Ch chanting manias, people screaming and uh, scraping. Was Jonah calling the paparazzi any more names? Man stabbed multiple times on the subway platform in Chelsea. Yep. Now, we've got that... Uh, Brooklyn Jack the Ripper running around who's been stabbing children with a hat with a just a cleaver. That's that's his mo. Is he has a cleaver and he attacks fucking kids in elevators. Why do you have to say effing kids? Oh, so uh, we don't think that this is a tie-in. Could this be him? They're not ruling that out, but the the, the 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 victim was a man in his fifties. That's all. That's the only details that so far it's happening. Could we be looking at a copycat killer? Oh. There's always that possibility. All right, let's get a glass wall in here, a bunch of different things that I can write up, okay. trying to connect stuff back and forth. Speaking of which, 
Don't Fargo me today, boys, because I got all caught up in uh, madness with the bosses last night, so I couldn't see Fargo. I'm just going to say it was a good one. See, I didn't even want you to fucking say that. No, it was awful. Don't, don't watch it. The show's done. Don't watch it. See, I don't know whether that's fucking with me. So let's just drop it. I always say, no spoils. Yeah. You know, take care of the DVR people. Protect them at all times. I need anything to take my head off of this. Well, we have a gift that's arrived. Oh, I thought you had a story, but I definitely want to see the gift. Oh, I did. I had a wonderful thing this morning. Oh, don't worry. Now I'm into this gift thing. Seems to be a basket of some type. Let oh. me see the card first. This is incredibly nice. We got a chocolate basket. <gasps> well, let me correct that. The basket is not chocolate. Uh-huh. It seems... <laughs> The basket is just made out of basket stuff. But it's filled. Wicker is the word, not basket stuff. (laughs) Wicker. But it's filled with Godiva chocolates. Oh, shit. Now, this is going to surprise you. This is from Mr. David Tell. Oh, my God. Class. And he said, This is from David Tell and the Comedy Underground. So. Oh my god. I am simply going to make up a card. You're the best mom ever. <laughs> I love you. Enjoy these chocolates. The true gentleman. You know what? Instead of regifting, and that's what I normally do, I'm going to look around at my staff, which I consider the probably 1900th best staff in <laughs> oh, radio. Jesus. Now, dude, there's thousands and thousands oh. of radio shows. And then 7 million podcasts. Right, so we're looking good. Yeah. You're in the upper 20%. There's no doubt. (laughs) That's where you want to (laughs) be. Yeah. You're topside in this. I'm looking around at you guys. I never do this. It's Oprah time. You get a chocolate! You get a chocolate! You get a chocolate! You get a I can see why uh, they always chocolate. I know. Holy shit! God damn, that's amazing. David Tell, thank God for that man. That is. Uh, and this chocolate. Now we actually talked about this. We've had a hundred comedians on the show since the first of the year. One gift basket. David Tell. <laughs> Best comedian And a great gift basket. I'm now calling him the Willy Wonka of comedy, David Tell. David Tell is a perfect human being. He's a perfect human being. Very classy in today's world. Super classy. Fez, I never get a a gift basket from you. And I like a gift basket. The gift basket is a great gift because it's multiple gifts inside a basket. You know what it seems like? Nifty gifties. 
I feel nifty right now. Look at this goddamn basket of chocolate. Looking at these gifties. Mm. Now, this is when um, Chris's New York thing comes out. Chocolate. <laughs> New Yorkers are always chocolate. Yeah, chocolate. What? Chalk. Hey, that's chocolate. Mmm. What I love about a gift, ba- gift basket is... You said give basket. A gift basket is... Even when you're you're looking through the, the the plastic wrap, but then there's always another hidden thing. Little gem. Yeah, a little thing that's fantastic that you don't see on first uh, look. Maybe this will. Um... It's like a delicious landmine you're walking into. Uh, only one classy guy in comedy, David Tell. The classiest, the perfect human being. Willy Wonka Although, uh, yesterday, if you would have hung out after the show, you would have got a little something gifty. Oh, I wish. What, were, what was it? I love well, gifties. Well, first of all, who was I hanging out with? Doug Benson. So, what kind of people do you think walk up to Doug, <laughs> B- Doug Benson? People like I would just Herb. say this. Someone came up and opened up their purse. All right. Uh, because we, I took Doug out to see, and there was some music going on. He was like, "This is great." And we were stopping to watch the music. But so this girl opens up her purse, and she has these candies. Okay. And they're like little animals, right? And she goes, "I only ate the feet off of these, and I'm wasted. Be careful if you guys want some." <laughs> oh, I missed. Dude, there was tons of them. Just she had a, a thing full of it, and I don't want to say. I'll just say she was from a magazine oh. who specializes in marijuana. I, I think I can figure this out. <laughs> That's it. That's all you're getting from me. No need to say any more. Classy, classy, David Tell. Damn, David Tell, you classy. I didn't mention this, uh, but David Tell sent us a, a big gift basket full of chocolate. Mm. That's classy. I don't think there's anything classier right now. To just get a this a giant gift basket full of chocolate. I now think that uh, that Dave is probably somewhere in a smoking jacket uh, with a pipe, thinking of classy things to do for people, and then maybe later on this afternoon he's got a polo match on the island. What island? Long. Oh, I thought you meant that island. Remember, like when the prince comes here to play, they go off on that island in the middle of the harbor where you can't even get near them. Oh, I didn't even know. There's a, there's another island. Yeah, the one that the old Coast Guard station used to be. Like when you're on your way to um, when you're taking the Staten Island ferry, one side is the Statue of Liberty, on the other side is that island. It used to be a Coast Guard station. Governors. Might be Governors Island. I think you're right. I was going to say Polo Island, but I'm always <laughs> fucking around. I'm not smart enough to TB it. That's me. I'm an idiot. I thought you said Polio Island. I was like, are we still doing that? That used to be Roosevelt Island. <laughs> Actually, I think it was TB, right? Tuberculosis is what they used to send. They would just put you in a boat and put you in the middle of the East River, and they'll go, we'll be back when we find a cure. Fend for yourselves. Cough out there. Don't expect any gift baskets. Right, someone said Hicks's mmm is creepy. Let's say you do mmm like you like something. Mmm. Yeah, that's weird. What? Why is that? That sounds like a child molester. <laughs> I'm not a child molester. Yeah. 
I just think he's yelling that out <laughs> is the most child molester thing that you can say. Should have to say this as often as I do. That's true. Mm. That is true. You should not have to say it. I know I've never yelled it out once. It sounds more like a growl than an mmm. No, I'm like happy. I was like mmm. Like the words yeah, kids' funny. ass should follow that. Oh, God. Come on, man. Trying to get away from that image. All right, Fez, you had something. I stepped on you with the lovely gift basket we got. Oh, I had a celebrity encounter this morning on my way to the subway as I'm walking through the West Village. Mm-hmm. One of my very good neighbors in the West Village celebrity um, is coming down the sidewalk the opposite way of me. And I thought I was in, I stopped to think I was in some sort of movie or commercial shoot. Uh-huh. Because this person was waving big, smiling to all her neighbors, saying hello, and, you know, and even doing hello neighbors. And then I passed the, the celebrity and got a big giant smile and a good morning to you. Now, did you smile first? No. No, because I was just watching everything go. I was making sure I was seeing who I thought I was seeing. Somebody yelled out, hello, neighbors. She did. I'd be weirded out if that happened That's to me. what I'm trying to say. Somebody, because you haven't told us, is this like a guess thing? Yeah, if you can guess who it was in my neighborhood. Okay, what will the prize be? Um, the prize will be, I'll give my share of the chocolate. Come on, something from you that matters to you. Uh, uh, 50 bucks. Okay, let me go first then. Oh, okay. Uh, is it 20 questions? Yes. Is it Sarah Jessica Parker? All right, all right, all Damn right. It. I mean, how? And the 50 over. All right. This is great. Fuck. Here's what I have on me. I'll no. get you the rest. No. No, motherfucker. That ain't the way you play. You I said 50. Ten, I have 10 on me. Let me <laughs> say, let me just take this 10 back at you. <laughs> now you owe me fucking 60 for the VIG. You owe 60. How's that sound to you? Wait. Unfair? Click. It's 65. Interest. That's how quick the vig works. Damn. Now, I was able to get that from hearing him tell the story earlier. God damn it. That's why I forced him into, what do you give out? (laughs) How many uh, lunches do you own now, or dinners? Uh, 27. (laughs) And how many floor-side seats do you owe? When uh, the NBA season starts again, I owe one. Uh, No, 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 no. It ain't when it starts again. (laughs) You owe it now. We're going to fucking Miami. Because we want to go to Miami, right? Instead but why of... would we want to go to Miami in this heat? I want to see the, I want to see the Alamo. Let's head to San Antonio. Both... I got I to line up with... The, although... They're both hot. I, th- th- San Antonio is so fucking hot today. <laughs> it's unbelievable. So they just said firefighters pull a child from a pool in Perth Amboy, and then they show a close-up of a pool. Like, that was the part that confused us. <laughs> oh, so that's what a pool is. It's like a little lake, man-made lake in a backyard. Weird. I thought they were talking like a bedding pool. Like, he got in over his head, and they had to yank him out of there. Good to know. It's water. All right, this is what I'm overlooking is Sarah Jessica Parker's Twitter. And she says, thank you to the sweet Brazilian young woman who handed me these lovely lilies yesterday morning as I was walking my son to school. I didn't get your name, but I got a hug. And then she writes, Orbagada. Well, I guess that means girl sex. Hot. <laughs> yeah, I think that's me. She probably confused me for a Brazilian girl. Uh, she also said, thanks to the old lady with the giant mustache. <laughs> it seemed like you are in my way. 
So I panicked and used my safe word, hello, neighbors, to call my neighbors in. Because if you yell rape, they won't come. No, you got to yell a, hello, neighbors. Rape, no one will be like, oh, that's probably just, you know, something having fun. It's only $20,000 a ticket to go see the Miami Heat courtside. We go in or not? I said Brooklyn Nets. You, yes, and then you didn't give it to us. No, I was in the hospital. And we weren't and could have easily went. Yeah. No payoff, motherfucker. It's, you know, Jonah Hill was 100% correct. I was going to say that. I was always he was 100% wrong, and his apology was nuts last night on The Tonight Show. Well, it was a showstopper, and it looked like the Jimmy did it, too. Like, Jimmy was so sad, like, maybe he got in trouble. <laughs> he had to tell the audience to settle down, that Jonah had something Stop, serious yeah. to say. Stop enjoying yourself at The Tonight Show. <laughs> Please, turn off that applause sign. We're trying to do something here. And then he makes a gay joke to get out of it to break the tension. I don't think he said it on purpose. Oh, I thought it was, I thought it was completely set up. So now you think that... Jimmy Fallon is anti-gay? You think everyone is anti-gay. <laughs> and the only person I know that says that they are afraid of gay men is you. I've never met another guy who says, I fear I will be killed by a gay man. He's petrified. And yet you say it every time we try to get you on a date. I'm allowed to. I'm a gay man. You, no one's allowed to do anything in this fucking society. What was that that you just showed? This is a Longos. There's a Longos truck downstairs right now. It's a Hungarian-like street food. And it's it's fried it, dough. Is it? It looks like it's pizza. No, it, it's 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 fried bread with sour cream and cheese. Delicious. Those are my three main food groups. And there's a truck downstairs selling them. Are they for ten dollars? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I think it was uh, the sign I saw was five or six bucks per langos. Per per <laughs> langos. <laughs> I'm not a food truck guy. I had some good ones in Austin. Um, but everyone says that. Oh, L.A. ones are good. I just, I'm comparing them to New York restaurants. Um, hey, uh, Jason. Jason, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ron Fez, uh, Christopher. Hey, Fez, you just said, um, his apology was nuts. That's offensive to people with mental disorders. I like an apology, sir. And people with nuts. Um... All right, I'll give you an apology, but that apology last night was poorly done. I'll call it awkward, then, if I'm not going to call it the N-word. What? Oh, God, you don't have to bring race into it. The yeah. other N-word. Seriously, you know what the N-word means. Everyone knows. That's really racist. And I was just, I just saw uh, that 12 years a slave, or 12 years an S-word, and, uh, oh, God. How was it? <laughs> it was terrible what they did back then. I wouldn't do that. I would never keep a slave. I mean, what if, like, now I get it. I mean, I read about it in books and all. Yeah, and it didn't seem so bad. I mean, it was free labor, right? Yeah, but you got to see it from the labor point of view. Oh, okay. Awful. Because I mean, I I would have been one of the guys owning the slaves back then. Why? You don't even <laughs> own an electric razor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I probably would have been one of those like white indentured servants. You'd be in living in a tenement building in Queens like you are now. Like every ancestor you've ever had. <laughs> hey, this thing's that thing's pre war, okay? It's built very well the building they live in. The girl pre that won the Oscar and that sorta of had the opposite Why don't you say her name? Uh 
Lupita. <laughs> Lupita. Something. <laughs> Lupita. Didn't know she was from fucking Mexico. Yeah. Little Lupe is what he's thinking about. You know it. Well, what about her? She, like, we talked about how there's, like, those big stars that once they get famous, then they'll promote them in those, like, movies that they're barely in. But I guess she suffered from kind of the opposite of that. Because she was in that, like, Liam Neeson Saves a Plane movie. But it was, like, before she got famous. So she plays just a flight attendant. And they, like, barely even talk to her at all. That's because they got Liam Neeson. He's the biggest star in the world somehow. Well, just fucking fucking people up on airplanes and, and them damn taking. He has movie. a special set of skills that very few old men have. <laughs> it seems like any retired like, well, yeah. seal would be able to do that. Yeah, well, but here's the thing: most guys sixty-two. You're like, are you fucking proud of yourself? You just hit an old man. <laughs> Why would you do that? Like if a guy that if you got in a fight with a guy that was sixty two, the papers would have it lined up like you were a fucking monster. Oh yeah, destroy you. Yeah, yeah, they would act like you you fought a baby or something. You know, you must be pissed thinking like I could have been in all these movies like ten years ago when I was in Gangs in New York. I was yeah, when still he was making then. good movies. Yeah, he must have been pissed that for most of his career he made good fucking films. <laughs> and now it's just one ridiculous action movie after another. It's he all he Schindler. does. He should have acted like that with the Nazis. Single-handedly. Just Instead, he made up a list of some people. It seemed kind of arbitrary when I go back and watch Endless List. Well, here's the thing. Didn't he say, didn't Jonah say that it's the worst thing that you could call or the worst word out there or something? He said he tried to think of the very worst word he could possibly use. Now, we all know there's one worse word. That's the real hate word. Yeah. That's the one. It's like every bad thing. Believe me, he'd have been in real fucking trouble if he'd have used that word. <laughs> um, I just think it's so... All right, are we at the point now that you can't call someone a bitch? And let me just say something else. When Jonah Hill did that roast, everybody teed off on his weight, right? Yeah. The group that is bitching the most are these fat-shaming people. And they're going after everyone... And pretty soon you're not going to be able to to call anyone fat. You won't be able to insult anyone. You would like half like that's the fucking point. Is should you ever insult anyone? That's the question. It doesn't matter what word it is, but we're at the point now that you can't call someone like let's say a dirty hipster because there's other people who are hipsters. And then there's other people that are dirty, and they might get their feelings hurt. All right, so it's like you, you can't react with words to say to say a confrontation, so that it'll just end up being, I think, more like fist fights. Whereas if you you, you get more, in but think of the amount of things like bald jokes. It's not like anyone likes being bald. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's probably feels fucking hurtful. Well, the weird thing is, some guys are like, "Hey, I'm fucking going bald," and they're cool with it, and other guys are freaked the fuck out about it. So, are we acting like you can never do a bald joke again? That's where it's going. I would think with the bald jokes, you could do them to the people that, the guys that actually shave it all down. But then you're saying to any guy that goes out and acts really gay, you can call him a fact. Then that's okay. No, that's never okay. But they call each other that. Yeah. And, but then you can't call him that. No, a uh, heterosexual can't call it that. That's no. That's the stupidest thing ever. This is old school fest. This is pre-raw dog fest today.
Um, let's go over here to uh, John. John, you're on the Run of Fez show. Doc, that chink a day's pay for napping on the job. The greatest line in Blazing Saddles. Will we ever be able to see that movie again on TV or even buy it because it'll go out of print? I, I bet on regular TV they bleeped that out. Now, I remember when I was nine years old, I was in the Cub Scouts, and they, all the troops or something got together. It was like crafts time. So they gave us this, everybody got like this little tiny lunch bag that you're supposed to make a hand puppet of, right? Yeah. So I made my hand puppet, I gave it slant eyes, and then put a ponytail on the back. Okay. And not only did I not get in trouble... But I was like brought up to say, look, this is look how creative he's being. He's just not making a regular puppet. Look, he's put a ponytail in the back like a Chinaman. And the only way I would have gotten that is like from watching, I don't know, Western TV. It must have been like Bonanza or some shit. Yeah. Maybe it was Kung Fu. I don't know. <laughs> but at some point, but even drawing the slant eyes, I bet if a kid drew. The, the classic cartoonish type Asian eyes, everyone would be furious. But I remember at the time, Ronnie, stand up. Let everybody say, you just don't have to be fucking lazy out there. It's a wonderful oriental person you just created. Um, here's uh, Chris. Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Fezzy, my, my go-to word when uh, I get perturbed at somebody is to call him a cocksucker. Is, is that worse than faggot, you think? Well, here's the thing. And again, if it's anything, that term is misogyny. And what no one will believe, the gay people don't understand, is that any anti-gay slurs are really anti-women slurs. You're really saying you're a man acting like a girl. You could go down on a chick, you go down on a guy, you disgust me as if you were a woman. You do what women do. Yes. I hate you. Which we, for some reason, in the macro sense of it, view as the worst thing that you could do. In the micro sense, please put your mouth there. Then we want it completely. Then it's an act of love. But on the street, every gay slur is really misogyny. And if you want to talk about people that can seem like they can take a punch and keep going, you got to give it to the women. They never sit around and, and complain. They roll. And all the slurs are against them. I can't fucking tell you how many times I said cocksucker. That's what Jonah Hill did in his uh, moment. Right. That's... It was suck a dick and then other F word. Right. Exactly. So that's really anti-woman, not anti-gay. The anti-gay part of it is the same thing. The first gay slur that we ever used when we were little, before we even knew about gay sex, was calling each other sissies. Sissy comes from the term for sister. That's it. You would call your sister sissy. So when we're saying sissy, we're just saying girl. You throw like a girl. You cry like a girl. You're effeminate. All the things that we were saying to each other long before we knew who was doing anything was anti-girl. That's the people that we probably should say, look, I don't know why we say that. Our bad. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just want to say to young people out there, learn from me.
one of my earliest like humiliations was being like mm. that I was doing something girlish because when I was in preschool we had a guy carpooled with another girl's family and she had like her Barbie dolls and she left it in our house so she said okay just take them with you and then when they pick her up just give them to her so I just left them in my cubby not thinking anything of sure. it and then I saw like a big crowd forming and went over like hey what's uh <laughs> what's going on over here and they're like look there's Barbie dolls in Shelby's little <laughs> cubby and I'm I can't I'm like I don't have my day in court it's like out preschool so but I'm here's trying the to convince them I think you're pussy just for having a cubby I think that was the pussiest part of the whole story. We all had cubbies. But I remember this. Here's a good one for you. I don't know whether it was like this everywhere. But if any guy was ever caught when you carry your books, holding them up to your chest, right? Yeah. There was a guy way of carrying your book down on your hip. And then the girl way having up on your chest. So any guy that had three or four books... And tried to do anything other than swing them next to him, <laughs> got basically called uh, a woman. Um, TJ, TJ, you're on the run of Fed show. How you doing today, Ron? Yeah. You're, you're, you're almost to the point. The, the point I'm trying to make is that everybody hollers at somebody and says, suck my dick, bitch. Like, it's a bad thing. I right. do not want my wife to hear that because I like it when she sucks my dick. It, it is, goes to show you just how little thought goes into any kind of slur. Because I don't think any of us think of oral sex as some horrible fucking thing. It's become like some ingrained, it's just the ingrained reaction. It's like not even thinking, like, fuck you, suck my dick. It's, and and that's what happened with Jonah Hill. It went right to the fucking playground. It has nothing to do with him being anti-gay. No one thinks he's anti-gay. Gay people don't think that he's anti-gay. And yet, if you sit around and watch those films, how many times do those guys do jokes about sucking cocks? Constantly. And, yeah. and every one of them. Yeah, it's all just busting balls about how fucking James Franco's gay or whoever is gay. Just right. it's all they do, and it's fucking funny. It is fucking funny. <laughs> Jonah Hill just did. I haven't laughed. Oh, you laugh Come at those on. fucking films. Why you lie? All right, I like super bad. This is the end. One of the fucking biggest gags was at the end of the film with fucking one of the guys down the hall. And it was gay, and it was hysterical. The Look, titty fucking thing. Look at Silicon Valley; they had like a five minute bit of just stroking <laughs> off guys on Sunday. Right, it was hilarious. It's because men cannot <laughs> even understand why anyone would have sex with a man. It's such a ridiculous sci-fi s concept. Yeah. <laughs> and wait, what? Two dudes. And cocksucker just kind of puts a button on whatever you're saying, like you cocksucker. It just sounds whether you're well, the two you're best insulting. words, all the best words, motherfucker, cocksucker, cunt. They have that big cuck, you, big you, fucking. It's like an, it's an action word. It's yeah. just like cocksucker. It's yeah. great. Cock isn't it's the even, one part of it that has the U in it, Chris. Yeah, but you know where he's coming back. It's that crushing, dropping. I'm not. I'm, I don't have the English major background that you have, Fez. But you know where we're going with this. 
But I honestly don't think that these are, are anti-gay things. I think you would be okay in saying that they're anti-women. And that's for something for men to sit back and take a fucking look at <laughs> and wonder what is wrong with us. Um, I, I, I will tell you that if I was a gay person, I probably would have been turned off by the apology. You know what I mean? Like you yelling at that pap is one thing, but now you turning it around on the Tonight Show and pointing to all us. I'd be like, wait, easy, dude. Leave us out of it. Yeah, they, they jumped on this hardcore. They got him out there immediately. Jonah Hill, that is. Um... It's kind of fucking crazy, though. Here's uh, Sarah. Sarah, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Sound yeah. like a million bucks. Thanks, darling. Um, last week on Opie and Anthony, I forget what exactly. I think the guys were listening to uh, some songs, and a guy called in with a fact, and the the boys ended up proving it wrong. And instead of saying, oh, I was wrong, or, you know, just hanging up, he said, oh, yeah, we'll eat my ass. And then they just, you know, like, whoa, whoa, what's, what's going on? That's a, that's a sharp turn to take. Can you imagine if every argument you got in and somebody said, eat my ass, you had to eat their ass? So it's just, people can't take things too literally. Yeah, I don't think you ever want anyone. When you say, suck my dick, I don't think you really want them to. No. I think you're just saying that. Now, Sarah, as a woman, don't you find that most of these things, and I think it comes from us, even from being little boys, these things are way more like anti-woman than they are anti-gay. I mean, there's definitely a lot of anti-woman phrases out there, but I think you just, people need to learn how to, not necessarily take them, but understand the context, and people don't literally mean Well, here's the context and, I think you have to understand as a woman. Men hate you. <laughs> they live with you because of your spectacular looks and body parts, but at the end of the day, they generally hate you. <laughs> so I hope that well, helps. I should go talk in schools. <laughs> You should. You should. Yeah. Be. All right. Thanks. Bye. Peace. Um, Howard, Howard, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, Ron, don't you think a lot of this stuff is going on with these apologies? And you got to spend more time watching what you say than a lawyer does. Don't you think it's really just a pussyfication of the United States? I, well, first of all, I think all Jonah was trying to do was protect the money. And that thing wasn't written by him, but by a PR team. And, you know, it reminded me of the great kind of things where you wreck the car and, and you, you know, you ran into a fucking school. So you're going into rehab and it starts with an apology, but ends with this spectacular of, I know with this rehab, I'm turning my life around. You know, you end it very, very positive. Yeah. You know, and now he was going to be a shining example. I'm going to affect other people's yeah, lives. Yeah, to the children of the world. And everyone's like, yay! They clap for him at the end of his apology. But let's just go back to what you said. Pussification. Pussy, right? Again, yeah. <laughs> women. Now, when if you call somebody a pussy... What do, what do we mean, Chris? They're weak. Right. They're shitty. Now, have you ever seen a woman giving birth? I've, I've There's seen probably the little things on the planet as strong as a woman's vagina. Ugh. It's unbelievably <laughs> tough and rugged. And <laughs> get beat up. Balls are way more sensitive than a woman's vagina. 
So we should probably, if we were going to be correct, say this is the gonadification Ball, of America. Balls are the new pussy. Balls are <laughs> oh the new God. pussy. That's the new orange, the new black. Balls yes, are the new pussy. Yes, we got it. You, you were sorry. great God until you went it. back and, and fucking dis- explained your obvious you, thing. You fucked up. Howard, yes. edit that out later. Who did he just steal that from yesterday? Somebody did that joke yesterday. Edit that out. Is that you? No. Somebody on the show said it. Oh, who was our guest yesterday? Doug Benson. Doug Benson said it. His Highness. And you can listen to that on demand, on the On Demand app. Can you? Because I got On Demand complaints today. I got, I ignored that it's fixed. You can listen to it on demand. There was a problem with pad data. All right. I've asked this of our listeners time and time again. Go to On Demand as many times as you can. Just always go to On Demand. Crush it. It's the only way that they will eventually get around to fixing it properly. The show actually sounds better when you listen to it on demand. The audio quality is better on demand. Go on demand every chance you get. Don't just say you want to listen to the show. Demand it. Oh, that's good. By demanding it, what he means is actually say, I must have it. Give it to me. I need it now. At this moment. Um... So anyway, that's all the shit that's going on out there. Joe, you're on my face. Joe. Hey, so I'm, I'm calling. I'm concerned about this classification of, of comments, how it alienates people. If people start calling other people a senator dick sucker, is that going to affect Hicks's life? Would that bother you if you... Uh, and it's centaur, not senator. You're thinking of a senator. <laughs> senator horse. Yeah. What the fuck? But let's think of things that, that people bring up all the time. The elderly. People do old jokes all the time. I can't hear anything about, let's say, the Rolling Stones or Dylan without hearing that they're old. And I'm like, well, what would be better? To be dead? Yeah, yes. we have to look at them. Isn't it? Isn't it a positive thing to get older? Haven't you beat the system? Oh, Why do we view it so awful? You hate it. Yeah, you can't fucking stand it. But they don't sit around crying. You know, the old people don't start crying and demanding <laughs> tonight's show apologies. Um, Luke, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, I'm just wondering why. Uh you know, you feel a lot of these terms, these slurs, are derogatory towards women when, you know, most women, although you don't go up and generally call a woman a cocksucker, <laughs> you know, most women embrace those roles. I mean, most women love a strong man and love to be in a more submissive role, from my experience. Well, so you think that sucking a cock is submissive. Do you think that uh, going down on a woman is submissive? In a way, it just shows, you, it shows her that you care about it, you're considerate, but I don't necessarily think it's submissive, but I, I never considered right. either role <laughs> submissive. I understand what you mean when you say, you know, some women prefer to be submissive, uh, although with the guys I work with, looks like a lot of dudes fucking prefer to be submissive, too. Yes, men fucking bastards. What? By the way, bastards is making fun of people who don't know who their dad is. That hurts. I had a friend who didn't know who his dad is, and it... it all, his feelings were hurt all the time about it. Like Father's Day used to be a big fucking thing for him. Why are you laughing at that? Come on, it's not that bad. Just one day out of the year. 
But you don't think never knowing who your father is is not that bad? Depends how good your mother is. How good a job she could do with the raising of the child. In some cases, it's better not to know the father. I'm just saying. <laughs> you want to at least know. I mean, sure, he might treat you bad. You want to just at least know who he is. I don't see the, the use in it. <laughs> I feel like if if thinking was a a pool, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You would only skim across the top. Like I, I get that you. You understand what we're talking about, but deep thinking is not your deal. <laughs> Glad everyone's having a good fucking laugh at it. He was over there. Yeah. He's if he's laughing yeah, at you. Cunt face. Hey, right? that's, that's attacking women. <laughs> that's attacking women. It's balls face now. Um, Rob, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, um, you know, Jonah Hill clearly isn't homophobic, but let's assume that he was. He wouldn't really be able to do much harm to the gay community. Why don't these people go and attack big religions in this country who really, you know, they're the ones saying, you know, gay shouldn't be married, it's immoral. Why are we attacking big religion instead of Jonah Hill, who's just a stupid actor? Well, you don't think that religion gets pretty good and smacked around in this country? Definitely, but I mean, you don't see an apology every week from the Catholic Church saying that, you know, you don't see any anybody from any religion coming out and apologizing, but Jonah Hill's on this this circuit where he's apologizing and groveling. And, I mean, really, I mean, does he have really a big effect on the gay community, if, even if he was homophobic? I, I would agree, you know, with you. And most, but, but I will, on the other hand, I think Christians take a lot of lumps and keep on going with it. I think we do a lot of religious jokes in this country. We do a lot of jokes from the way that I was raised would be considered uh, blasphemy. It's Norman. Now that the Internet's there, it's just like it's a war on Christianity on the Internet. I don't think there is a war on Christianity. I think people do jokes about them, though. But I don't think anyone's trying to stop uh, you know, churches from existing. But I think people do Jesus jokes... A lot more than I heard when I was a kid. Um, look who it is. It's our buddy, the Blowhard. Hey, Blowhard. You know, a few years back, I went to a friend of mine's barbecue. He's gay, and he had a bunch of his gay friends over. And you would not believe the things that they say to each other. And I realized that within the gay community, it's not like some monolithic, uh, I'm gay, you're straight. There are different types of gays. And the different types of gays not only criticize straights by calling them breeders and they call women fish and all this stuff, but if some guy is really, really, like, like feminine, they would say, oh, he's such a Nelly queen. And, I mean, there is such a, a, a disparity. So many different types of gays, and they, they, they say faggot and fag and cocksucker more than any straight person I've ever heard. You sound like you're trying to qualify yourself to say it. No, it's just, my whole point is... Well, wait, what did they call each other? Um, queens, Nelly queens, fags, uh... See, you know, there you go again! I didn't even hear him. Well, what did they oh, say? Oh, come on, you know what I... I didn't hear, I swear, <laughs> I mean, I'm in trouble. Yeah, the dump button got pushed, we need to hear that again. No, come on, it's, it's just like they said, they call each other... The worst names, and using the justification that if you're gay and you can use these words, and if you're straight, you can't, 
What kind of sickness is that? What kind of irrational uh, thought is that? It's, it's words. And if words, what happened to sticks and stones? I mean, they're doing a tour right now. Both yeah, of them. You know, are, Ron, I wish they would the tour is, together. I hear these gay guys going at it. And I'm oh. sure if you go over to Alq and you spend a day there, you're going to hear some slurs from these guys among each other. And nobody's looking to crucify anybody or hang anybody. This apology thing is so absurd because we don't know what's in people's hearts and minds. We well, really don't know. It, if you're saying that's absurd, it's just as absurd as Jonah Hill saying that word and then saying, oh, no offense, gay people, didn't mean it that way. Well, it's the same absurd argument then. But the thing is... It, when you're angry, and this has been discussed many times, and Anthony says this all the time, you think of something that's the worst thing to say to somebody, and it doesn't really mean that you believe it. It doesn't mean that if I make a racial uh, joke or slur that I'm racist, nor if you make a uh, homophobic slur, Fez, that doesn't really mean that you're a homophobic. You know what I mean? It's just words. And... I was at this party, and guys were getting drunk, and they were just saying, oh, I love you, you cocksucker. Oh, come here, you fat. I mean, I was shocked. Why do you keep saying it? I didn't know what he even said. This party words. sounds awesome. Words. And do these words, do you really... never happened. Really? No, these things never got said. He just wants to come on the air and say no. these things. But someone yeah. at this party said, I love you, you adorable cocksucker. Yeah, they were grabbing yeah. That never happened. It does happen, and believe me. I, I have gay friends. I worked in the performing well, you're arts. you're great that way. I was the only straight person in the office at one point. And you hear it all. But the thing is, it's just words. It's true. Nobody, nobody takes such great... This whole thing about, I'm offended. Are you really offended if Jonah Hill, some Hollywood kid says something stupid. Are you offended if somebody said... I mean, Fez, really? I'm offended by his apology. I thought that was why ridiculous. Are you offended by somebody who you don't know, he's not part of your life, he doesn't affect you in any way. He, like that last caller said, does, can he really damage the gay community? No. Why is, why is being offended such a horrible thing? I, wake I up think we should morning, be offended, offended most of the time about most things. I got up this morning. I heard the garbage trucks waking me up outside. I'm offended. I'm offended when I go and uh, put the news on and I see somebody killing children. That's offensive. That's Brooklyn for you. That's right. And the minute you wake up in life, life is offensive. And you got to get a thick skin and you got to just say, hey. Thick foreskin, right? Exactly. And you, you That need, come up at the party? It's just words, Fez. It's words. And as somebody who works in broadcasting over the years, you know, I don't have to bring it up, but you've said some offensive things. Yes, you, you have, Fez. I mean, everybody's right. And Blowhard, as someone who's not gay, you don't even comprehend what that word feels like. No, it doesn't matter because... Yes, it doesn't matter to you. Exactly. That's no, my point. I've been, I've you been adorable a, cocksucker. No, I've been, I've, been, I've been insulted on certain parts of things about my life, and I have to keep going. It's true. I get he insulted. Has. Everybody gets insulted. How many times do I go on this show and then somebody posts on one of the boards, oh, Blowhard should die. Or yeah, Blowhard. I think every they time. Do. It happens all the time. People just, and it's words, and I'm not going to let some asshole I don't know give them power and give in to some words that you just forget the next day. It's, it, it's, it's absurd. And to, to be on this station, this comedy station, you're going to hear words, and when does it get to the point where... Everything is offensive. Everything you do and say. Nobody, 
in their heart of hearts knows what's in Jonah Hart's uh, mind and soul. We don't know. He's angry, and he wants to say something that could, you know, be hurtful, possibly, to this guy, this paparazzi guy who's bothering him. But, and, and, and it's just words, Fez, and that's what we have to just look it's at. It's only words. It's words. Right, thanks, and, Blowhard. You know, words don't hurt because you have to develop a thick skin, and all the callers that would call up and, and disparage you. It used to really bother me when you were on the air and the callers would attack you. But then I said, you know, he's a professional broadcaster. He knows better. He knows. I'm not living or dying with Jonah Hill and his apology. I said his apology was ridiculous. The fact that he even made an apology at all. He should have, you know, just brushed it off and we should just move on because who's Jonah Hill? Does he affect our lives on a daily basis? Is he the president? Does he, is, you know what I mean? It's like, it's just some. No, the president's a. False, yeah. Uh, what's False he doing outrage there? and a reason just to, to fill the news with, with nonsense, with all the things that are happening in this world, how this makes the headlines. Right, this is weird now. Um, the It looks like Fox News is doing a thing. NFL launches effort to change its locker room culture because of the gay guy. But look how they put out hashtag rather than hashtag <laughs> out. I've never seen the hashtag come after it. That's backwards. Really cool. Um, Robert, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, don't yeah. you find it offensive when somebody uses the term walking into a landmine of goodness? Yeah, I do. Especially while Why? we're at war. Because of wars, think, there's actual landmines. I think somebody else, somebody said that earlier in the show. Yeah. A landmine of goodness. You know That's what I terrible. like about you, Fez? You're a broadcaster. And you let the caller there uh, blow hard, twist you in and out. And I would say he he used about 19 words to every one of yours. Yeah, most of them slurs. Short. That's short, what you came back with. What Eight, we should six, do with uh, Jonah Hill is let him stick to his uh, apology that he had on The Tonight Show, where he said, please make me the poster boy of who not to be. And maybe go ahead and put his face on posters have those things go out and see if he still wants to be the poster boy for uh, anti-gay talk. So you're going to make up posters of him? That would, that would be a great idea. Because I don't think he's going to want to sign off on these posters, even after he said, make me the poster boy. Hey, John, in Massachusetts, buddy, how you doing? Hey, guys, how you doing, man? Um, Fuzzy, I know you're going to think this is uh, ridiculous, but... Um when we get into a place of everyone jumps on the bandwagon of wanting to control words and what people can say until it comes around to where now you can't say what you want to say. And it really is the beginning of the Nazi party started out that way. And then one day, little by little, all of a sudden, how did we get here? We can't say anything or, you, you know, you'll get taken away. I think we know that we're we. Can't, it's not going to go to what we can't say. Shelby, I was asking Fez. Good one. Oh. Shut the fuck up, Shelby. <laughs> hey. By the way, I'm Hicks keeps putting up pictures of Fez as Hitler. Um, oh, I didn't mean to do that. Yeah, it's too late. It already happened. It's on now. Um, I can call people Nazis because I am one. Oh God! But I don't I didn't like, know that. I don't like to be hurt. Well. I have to keep it quiet at work. I try not to offend people. You know, <laughs> I'm a not, and I'm satanic. But so, what about it, Fez? Devil Nazi? 
Yeah, I'm a devil Nazi. So what? what? Well, then Jonah Hill if, shouldn't have apologized. What if, why is he on the apology tour? To, for money. That's why. What to if make one day money. You couldn't say I'm gay. What if they said you're not allowed to say that? It offends people. But why? They would never say that. Yeah, that's not going to come fed. up. It, it you got him working out. for you. He, John's right. You fucking wingman him the whole time. Let him do his job. Feather speaking. So it's it's a. But if it. It starts out small and then builds up to that. That I guess that was my point. It's I know it's. I don't think anyone. I, I think it's. A, I think it's something you got to watch. Uh, that the fucking First Amendment is incredibly important, and most of the time when people express themselves, it annoys. Yeah. You know, I spend a lot of my time in New York City hearing people talk and thinking, "What a stupid thing that stupid person is saying." I very rarely go, what a smart thing I just heard. Just a smart thing. Look, Chris is fucking gets offended that I think that he should, you know, do something about his raging alcoholism and pill addiction. But he and I have learned to live together in peace and harmony. Um, Compromise. Let's uh, go over here to uh, Ronnie in Florida. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Ron. Um, I think these guys just, uh, like Seth Rogen and Jonah, they came up with this thing, like when they got a movie coming out, hey, let's get some free uh, promotion, get our names out there any way we can, get everybody talking about us, and, uh, you know, they're into making the I know it makes movie. me want to go see this movie now. No, I definitely want to go see it. And I, I'm, I'm finding myself thinking about seeing the uh, Scientologist movie that's coming out, though. Edge of Tomorrow? Yeah. Everyone's saying it's great. All right. Let's see. Here's, uh, I'm offended that fucking Jonah Hill is getting more attention than the deserter scandal releasing five Taliban's. I can't never even say that fucking guy's name. Uh, can Shelby and Fez start kissing so we don't have to hear them talking? I don't think Fez should be burping out an opinion of anything since he re refuses to participate in life. That one came from Queen Elizabeth. Uh, Who knows about burping? Let's uh, make posters of Fez on how not to be gay. That's from Fuck, who had his ass out this week. <laughs> Uh, Fez, so what if blowhards' uh, words are slurs? Hicks slurs most of the time, and he's... Oh, wait, never mind. What? Um, what struggles has Fez endured other than the self-imposed one? That's like Bieber explaining how the N-word hurts blacks. It is true, Fez, you really never have been kept away from anything for being gay. No, no, I, oh, I, I didn't understand what you meant at first. You know, no, I haven't. Being gay hasn't been brought a single problem to your life. No. Uh, Scan, in Ohio, you're on the Run of Fest show. Liam Buss, Ronnie. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was interesting last night on The Tonight Show when Jonah Hill was apologizing and then Jimmy Fallon was uh, saying, well, thanks for coming out. But then the crowd just kind of laughs and snickers at that. I mean, 
how is that any different from Jonah Hill actually saying a word when the crowd is actually laughing at that point? No, I, I would 100% agree, agree. We find gay sex to be humorous in this country. Not only that, but the penis is now a punchline in movies. Yeah, in the movie Neighbors, like, the biggest laugh, and I was in a packed theater, and it just, like, sent people into the aisles, was that somebody willingly had a penis in their mouth, and people <laughs> went and did you're, nuts. You're ruining the movie for the people who haven't seen it. Sounds like it's fantastic. The wow. Fallon joke was so awkward, and that audience, he had quieted him down like a school marm. I thought he, uh, I, I thought he, uh, I honestly, I thought it was just a faux pas. I did not think it was a joke. Oh, I think it was totally planned. How can I transition out of this tearful apology that's going to happen tonight? No one cried. Guess what Queen Elizabeth wrote? Oh, fuck you, you fucking idiot. You're just jealous because I've got more dick than you. Whoa. Oh, that's so funny. You got me there, Belchy. Why do you keep saying Belchy? Uh, she, for some reason, decided to use burp. Fez burps. <sighs> Never heard me burp in your life. He said burps out. Yeah. Another way of saying spews. Doesn't mean that you puked. I like this. Oh, fuck you, you fucking idiot. That's so bold. This Twitter. It gives everybody a voice. It's going places. Yeah, I guess. H and, a, and an H basket is what I like to say. This is Charlie. Charlie, you're on the run of Fez show. What's going on, guys? Hey, Fezzy, before you came out of the mall, you used the term faggot of the opera. That was before you came out. That doesn't make you a bad person. No, and now I could say it all the time if I wanted to because I'm gay. Well, why did you used to say it then? Trying to say the most hurtful thing I could possibly say to somebody. So you invented that term? No. Now I'm using Jonah's words from last night that everyone's cool with. No, you the, the, the term that you used to call, did you invent that term? Did you come up with it? No. Where'd you get it from? I guess I heard it growing up. Such a fucking idiot. No one said faggot of the opera in your neighborhood. Oh, I thought you just meant the F part. No. Don't. Jesus Christ. Where did you get faggot of the opera from? Uh, just wordplay off of Phantom of the Opera. I did it first, you fucking <laughs> copycat. Oh, you don't even I know how you do things. Could not remember. I would I'd say this. As many times it will do shit, and then Fez will pick it up and never always fucking forget. But he takes heat for that for years. And I've allowed it to happen <laughs> before he says, I was just repeating what Ron did. To, by the way, why do we used to just drive that fucking kid so crazy? We used to drive him nuts. I fucking got him uh, to tricked him into fucking kissing a dude. <laughs> And then I remember when that happened, ONA said he would only want to kiss a dude. Who would ever fucking blindfold themselves and not know that that's coming? And it's true. If I said to anyone, any of you guys, I'm going to blindfold you, and then you're going to make out with someone. Guess I'm making out with pro probably a homeless guy at best. <laughs> at best. At best. Um... I bet they're going to book a really hot model to make out with me. This is going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> Particularly knowing that I'm like far from being the nicest person ever. Uh, hey, Chris, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Uh, I'm just calling. I'm on the road here, but uh, I 
just stopped at the gas station. You guys were on the subject of uh, gay people calling each other faggots and so on. Yeah. Uh, I just kind of wanted to add to that. I got I got two gay parents. Uh, my mom's a lesbian. My dad's a gay. Um, I've had that all my life, and I mean, to to feel like you got the right to say faggot or not, I think. It kind of depends on the context, you know what I mean? If you mean to offend somebody with it, then that's offensive. But, like, you know, my dad has said, like, oh, that guy's such a fag, and things like that, you know? Like, uh, well, he, the guy Chris, was right there. Are you, are you, I guess your parents are actually bi, correct? Well, I mean, I think they were at one point. What happened is they had me and my sister, uh, they got into some fights, divorced. I think they tried being straight, and then, you know, a year later, after hating each other, like, hey, I got something to tell you. They're like, I'm gay, one, two, three, you know? And they're like, what? I'm gay. And they're like, high-fived or something. Do you realize so, that this is the most California family I've ever even heard of? Um, <laughs> here's what's funny to me, though, out of everything you said, what you said about your mom, I haven't heard since I was probably sixth grade. Lezzy. Remember when people would say Lezzy, and now you never hear it. Uh, yeah, she's a lick lot of us, man. Okay. That's your mom, though. She's proud of her. Okay, yeah. That's uh, part of her, too. We used to go hit on chicks at the mall together. She'd be like, hey, you like her? Yeah. <laughs> um, madness. Madness, how babyish we got here. I like this, though. It was a trip back into our old, old show, you know? Like a cool way to be. Coming up at 2 o'clock, Jason Nash is going to be here. Very, very funny man who's got his own uh, movie out called Jason Nash is Married. Um, the I got to get a, a, a thing of the IMD, the cast of this. The cast is like everybody you've ever heard of before. Uh, Pat Oswalt's in it. T.J. Miller's in it. Uh, Busy Phillips is in it. The list goes on and on and on. Uh, it's available on Video On Demand, uh, iTunes, uh, Vimo On Demand, Amazon Instant Video, and pre-order JasonNashIsMarried.com at Jason23Nash. He's coming up around 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock. Uh, we'll break right back. Run a fez. On Raw Dog. Raw Dog. Serious XM. Comedy. It's Channel 99. Ron is a Philly guy. Wakes up in the morning hoping Fez maybe really died. Hicks stays really high. Shell has pretty eyes and lips like Lily Tide. Ron does the world's best interviews. Hicks drinks too much and will continue to. And Shelby's got DSLs. And you won't hear Fez until the live read interludes. If he talks, it's probably not new shit. Somebody's in the bathroom, he's probably not pooping. Hicks went to college, so he's probably not stupid. Shelby's got a bad gland, he's probably got lupus. This is like a rap version of an unscreened phone Sick call. movie raps, bro. Yeah. Digging that run and Fez show. Fez is all weird and sad. Digging that run and Fez show. Never no turning back. Never, never, no, never no turning back. 866 run zero fez fez 
Announce who the winners is. Hicks can't do it because he can't pronounce Bennington. Bang the Ronnie, what you give him so much shit for? Because he's a shitty mentor in the center. What the fucking fuck? Fez used to play a gay character. Now he's the oldest virgin in North America. He sits quiet as a cat bird To get him talking, call her, say the other F word Fashion And then it turns to the advice show Blame it on his mom like the murder movie Psycho And people start to add theories He stands in the booth so he can fart and act clearly Came out the closet, then he starts to act weirdly Now he has a breakdown and a heart attack yearly Digging that Ronnie Fest show Shelby's got rotten glands Digging that Ronnie Fest show Never no turning back, never, 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 never no turning back. Yeah, shout out to Blowhard, Andy from Cleveland, uh, John from wherever he's from, and shout out everybody. Janice, what up? Uh, Sarah McPants, what's up? Liz says fire, track of love, yeah. Everybody but Lady Trucker, everybody but her. Continue to ban Lady Trucker forever, please. Oh, that song's so sweet. Open mic. Oh, Mike Eagle in the house. Open mic Eagle. Uh, it is the Ron and Fez show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, just hanging out, waiting. Jason Nash is going to be here later on today. And this is now the beginning of that summer feeling. We're already getting it. Uh, Fridays in New York is already becoming the slow day. Monday was a slow day this week. At least on my commute in, just in the, my neighborhood, even coming into the city, it was kind of. It was, it, it, I can know some people are already fucking checked out. Yeah, uh, becomes the time of the, not just the three day weekend, but the four day weekend in New York City. Although packed today, packed. It was a goddamn parking lot out there today. Even my cab drivers tell me before he picked me up. It took him, um, he said, 40 minutes to go 20 blocks. He should have just abandoned the fucking car and just walked out. Well, he's still getting paid. <laughs> Some guy in the back. It doesn't matter to him. That thing's still ticking when you're sitting in the cab. Digging that around a Um, Here's Chris. Chris, you're on the run of Fez show. And I'm sick. Are the fucking apologies. I mean, who gives a fuck what anybody says? You know, if, if somebody doesn't like gay folks, if somebody don't like black folks, you don't have to fucking listen to it. And you don't have to, you know, they shouldn't have to apologize for their beliefs and their thoughts. And, and you know, I mean, majority of the people segregate themselves. I mean, I don't walk around talking about, hey, I'm a straight guy. Hey, I'm a straight guy. I like coochie. No, I mean, you know, where other guys are running around acting like a fairy talking about sucking dicks and, and everything else, you know? I mean, I just don't understand this concept of having to apologize for what, you know, even if it's a joke or a thought or a belief. Well, the thing it, is, it, he's it, trying to, you know, he's trying to bring as many people as he can into his movie. And basically, now, when you've got a big summer movie, you're working for a corporation. That's where we've gotten in this country. You can't look at him as an artist anymore. He's doing jump, 22 Jump Street. He needs to get as many asses in there the first weekend that he can. Especially with Seth Rogen's movie doing such big money. Now he's got to say, look, Seth's not the only guy. Pressure's on, Jonah. Yeah. All right. Jonah's got his 
indie movie get a Oscar nomination for, and then he has his big, you know, bold comedy, please show up and bring that money in. But I will 100% say this, I don't see a prejudice thing in the kid's body. I don't think he's anti-gay, and I think the whole thing that we get into people that we know are not racist or anti-gay or anti-anything and acting like they now have to defend themselves. That's the part that gets to me. That's the that's the fucking time waster. It's just they love throwing out the scarlet letter on. It's just, it doesn't matter what it is. Now, the other story that came up of us getting the, the guy back... Uh, that some people thought was a deserter. Bergdahl. I don't know how you can get around the thing. You always have to go back and try to get guys out if you can. I, this story's been so weird. It's like the first thing, the first really weird thing I heard was like he doesn't speak English anymore. Where they can't even yeah, like but you communicate. You can't believe to any of the early stuff that you're hearing. He might be just talking fucking crazy, or they're just trying to show him as crazy. I don't know. But uh, I mean, he's an American. A lot of people angry about it. He's an American citizen. So is Charlie Manson. But he's here at least. Yeah, Charlie Manson has his rights. If Charlie Manson was in some Afghan cave, I'd want the Marines to go oh, after I him. Would, so. <laughs> How crazy would that fucking be? Come on. Man, that death clock is swinging pretty fast. We got to do something about it right now. <laughs> I think I got to get one of those gold coins. Build the veins on it. That's good that you even know that name. That surprises me. Oh, let's grab Howard. We got a, a veteran. Howard, get in here, buddy. Come on in, Howard. A lot of people picking sides over this uh, Queen Elizabeth Fez war that started up. Digging around a Fez show. Cooch wants to know, where can I get this musical masterpiece? I think you can go over to the iBang, right? Uh, it's up on YouTube now. Yeah. Howard, do you have you been following the POW story? Uh, not as much, really. I know we got a guy back or something. We got a guy back. There is some shady things about how he ended up at POW in the first place. Okay. Some people said he wandered off away from his place. Other people, and this was five years ago. Okay. Other people thought he might have just surrendered or wanted to join them. We made a prisoner Got like trade. a homeland thing going on. A little bit of a homeland thing. So from your point of view as a veteran, yeah, would you say get the guy back or yeah. get him back no yeah. matter what? I mean, it, it, you don't want to be stuck out there. It's not a good place to be. And it seems a little weird that he would just randomly wander off. But maybe he snapped or something. It, you know? It's possible. I mean, he uh, could have become pro-Taliban, like get wet native, as they say. I remember. I guess. I remember Colonel Kurtz. I went all the way down the river to find <laughs> that fucker. He's still. <laughs> I can't tell you how crazy he got. But you know, like you said, it could have come from from some uh, uh, stress snap, mm -hmm. or he literally could have said, "Look, I've been here long enough." I see their point of view, yeah. which again could also be a stress snap, right? You know, but you would say as a veteran, you got to get the guy back, yeah, because God knows what the hell anybody did to him. Because I mean, yeah. it could have just been one of those things, and it you don't want anybody. You don't. That's one of the core values is leave no one behind. 
Never. Never. Even if you find out the guy's somewhat shady, bring him back here have and then try, deal with that. Give, yeah. Have, put him under trial and then take it that way. But you, you, he's an American citizen. Yeah. He went out and he joined the army. So he's, he's one of us. You were the out in the, the desert for how long? One year. And the stress level was always high, no matter what, right? Yeah, yeah, a little less in certain places than others. Like if you're in Baghdad, you're getting mortar fire sometimes, depending yeah. on where the hell you are. Uh, we've had other uh, spots that I traveled to where uh, you can. <laughs> they <laughs> first time we got there, it's like, oh, you can tell when the mortar fire is coming in, and it sounds real different when it's going out. I also yeah. uh, was in some spots uh, where uh, the living area. We had like little trailer sort of things, but right outside of it was a little bunker that uh, one of the foreign national guys set up. And I'm like, oh, that seems to be a mortar thing. And then as I'm falling asleep later that night, I hear, <laughs> and it's rapid fire, just lobbing mortars on the other side of the wall. Like, this is fucking ridiculous. Right. So. So no matter what happens, you're going to see something hairy. Yeah, I remember the one time strange. Uh, we're we're sitting in the car, and there's certain areas of um, certain like everything there is pretty much uh, a bombed out shithole. Yeah. Uh, it, when so it's like driving down like 46th, but nothing over three stories. And yeah. if it is over three stories, we have people in that building getting the high ground, <laughs> taking it off. But you sit there, you pretty much you put yourself sideways in a chair. So instead of just sitting straight forward at the chair, you turn yourself sideways and there's just everybody walks or does anything like that. So you're constantly uh, driving through crowds of people, which is really, really dangerous because yeah. any they like to come up to the doors and like try and sell you stuff or open the door and drop a grenade inside. Yeah. So you have to have your rifle pretty much positioned at the point of uh, entry of the door so as soon as somebody, say, tries to do something like that, you have a muzzle in their face to try and prevent uh, anything like that from happening. Alright, here's Scott in Arkansas. Scott, go ahead. Yeah, this guy, he didn't just randomly wander off base. You know, it wasn't like he dropped his water bottle and just kind of kicked it around until he went outside the gate. This was planned. He took time to send stuff home to his mother, to his father. He learned the dialect for the area of the country that he was in, which was Pashto. This was a well, I'm not going to say well thought out because he's an idiot for being a deserter, but this was planned. It, it's not like it just accidentally happened or the original bogus story that he'd come up with for the online video that he was lagging behind a patrol which is that whole shot through it. All right, Scott, now I'm going to say this without having any knowledge of this at all. So know that I'm coming from that point. But no matter what happened, don't we still want that guy back here? If he's a deserter, if he's saying he does not believe in the fight, if he does not want to be over there, that's one thing. There's steps he can do there to prove his point that he does no longer want to fight. He can sit down, not do anything, and they'll chapter him out. You know, he might have a court martial look at, but they'll send him home. Um, if he's willingly going to join the terrorist team, if he's going to walk off base, look for the Taliban to join their team, no, there's no reason in having him back other than for a trial. And maybe or that will, maybe that will be a trial, but I do think that, you know, I don't agree with Howard that it seems like the guy should be back here 
And then when we got to figure out whether he was a traitor or you know, yeah, the wandering snap. off the wandering off thing seems way too bananas. Like that, you don't you just you don't just wander off in that place. There's no place to wander off to. Anything could be planned, but I mean, you're wandering out of your camp. You can get shot by anybody out there. You can get. It's a horrible <laughs> yeah. plan if it's a plan. It, it's. It's pretty much in most of the areas. Well, at least where I was, I was near uh, Al Nazaria, um, and it, there's nothing for miles. Like you don't, you don't just. <laughs> it's impossible right. to just disappear. You can see for three miles in every direction. It's flat and there's sand, and that's it. Uh, Howard is interning for us, and uh, somebody uh, was over. A couple of people been in the in the back area before, and when Fez is on that time on that side, uh, particularly on a day that he was doing the little gimmicks about uh, you know when he likes to do his plugs and make them bigger and bigger, that Fez can get kind of crazy and be yelling <laughs> and all this kind of shit. And the, and the person was telling me that was viewing this, they said Fez was getting nuttier and nuttier, and like fucking Howard stays cool as a cucumber. And I'm like, why wouldn't Howard stay cool as a cucumber? He's been to war. He's not going to let Fez, who's fucking ruining his arm as it is now, for all this time leaving it up. Uh, But... It'll take a little bit more than that to shake Yeah, and so Howard's going to look at every radio problem as if this is a good day. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty pretty much. I'm looking in here. This is great. (laughs) The guest is late. Good day. We don't have to prep. Fine. We're good. No one is shooting us. There's no mortars. No one's rolling grenades into this room. That's why uh, my other people always suggested, oh, well, why don't you be a cop or a fireman? Look, I'm done with that. I'm like, like I, I appreciate it. Nah, <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. I don't want to run towards something bad anymore. Yeah. I want to find something fun to do. <laughs> but I thought that that was the funniest story of that coming up. Of People are going like, hey, he really keeps his shit together. And I'm like, yeah. I don't think he's going to join into the panic. Um, This is someone just named Anonymous. Anonymous on line two. Take your thumb off that, Shelby. Take your thumb off of line two, Shelby. Let go of line two and I can pick it up in here. Put it on hold. Thank you, Shelby. Uh, Anonymous, you're on the air with us. What's going on, guys? Hey. The, the thing about this that, that aggravates me is uh, being in a combat forward area and being directly involved in, in combat um, campaigns and having to deal with POW stuff myself is that, you know, without this guy having had some kind of a combat situation that would have caused him to break from his squad or, or his platoon or, or whatever, you know, the, the whole wandering off thing doesn't, it doesn't add up. And and that's the part that we you know we've been we've been watching the news about this for a while, but how closely this whole situation kind of skirts the the show I think HBO put it out a while back called Homeland yeah, and it's like you, you know ironically enough is it not possibly them taking bits and pieces of our playbook from from even writers of television to to try to put people in um, any kind of a powerful situation where they could be on our soul doing something that's going to be another, you know, a terrorist ploy or... Well, I, I, you know, like I mean, I, I'm sure it's going to be uh, 
watched. Uh, and like I said, I really know nothing about this at all. I just wanted to ask Howard that just on the on the information that we had, did Howard think we should have made the deal? And your thing was make the deal. You're saying that as a Rangers uh, fan now, really? Yeah, absolutely. When's uh, Stanley Cup start? Tonight, eight p.m. There's a whole big thing going out in Bryant Park where they're doing like a, a live viewing and everything like that. So you going in Bryant Park for it? Uh, maybe I have to that figure out a fun. ride situation. Yeah, I like to watch things with massive amounts of other people. Yeah, rather than being just a lunatic in my own home. But that's better when they win. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. To be with people while they're losing. It's terrible. Um. Tom, Tom, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, Ron. Yeah. Um, everybody's always uh, saying, you know, we, we never leave one behind. We got to go back and get him. We always get him out regardless of whether or not he was dessert or all that, which is which is all fine and, and dandy. But, you know, if we've been in negotiations with these guys for so many years about getting him back and, you know, we have to know where he is, if in fact – you know, he was such a, a high-value guy we needed to get him back. Why didn't we just go get him? Well, no. first of all, of no one said he was a high-valued high guy. guy. Um, well, the point is... five bad, bad guys for him, though? I mean, five to one, he must have been worth, worth a shit. Well, it's, uh, again, no, the thing that's worth something for him is that he's an American. That's the worth to this country. That was the thing, I think, as Obama's pulling out of this, he didn't want to leave... Uh, Americans uh, behind. That's another thing to uh, politically to just have the other side latch onto. It's like, oh, well, he left Americans out there, and that's just a a bad yeah, PR I mean, move for him. It's and for, it's just for all of us, I think, in a lot of mm-hmm. ways. Uh, Lorenzo, you're on the Run Fez show. Yeah, Ron. Remember, like five years ago, where that that uh, army guy he like left his base and he snuck out and he killed like a whole village of like women and children and yeah. people. That guy is not even like. He's not even getting it as bad as this guy. Everyone's like, well, he, he lost it, blah, 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 things happen. This guy, like, I don't know what happened, why he deserted it, but everyone, like, wants this guy to die. It's just such a weird fucking, like, vibe. Oh, I didn't know that, that people went down. I know people were upset about it. Uh, but, yeah, you came up with a good point that it's weird for us when we hear of someone snapping and shooting like that. Mm. We tend to sympathize a little bit like oh shit the guy snapped i mean we feel responsibility i don't know why we don't feel responsibility that this other guy got weird because let's face it we're supposed to catch that before it even gets there you know what i mean we're supposed to catch weirdness in boot camp and then There's along the way we're su- yeah we're, yeah we're supposed to go hey <laughs> we're not just we i'm a- shocked some of the people <laughs> that made it through man <laughs> i'm surprised some of the people in my own unit were there <laughs> it get well you know that's all part there's some people that are that think of military for the wrong reasons. Yeah. So we try to, you know, we don't want guys who are just like, I love to shoot guns, I hope to kill people. You know, we want to try to go like, dude, this... Maybe tone it down just yeah, a little bit. just a little bit. Um, here's Dave. Dave, uh, you're on the Running Fest show. Dave. Hey, I'm a, I'm a sergeant first class. I've been in the infantry for 14 years, and I'm actually stationed at the base where that guy um, who went off the the base and killed all those people. Yeah. Well, uh, I also uh, I'm in charge of this one guy who was in that unit where uh, Bergdahl actually walked off, and he said, first of all, this guy's a, a shitbag, 
Which in the military, uh, a shitbag is just basically a soldier who's not good at being a soldier. Like he doesn't, he's not where he needs to be. So we would all be shitbags here, Howard. Everybody that you work with is a shitbag. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So this guy basically took it upon himself just to walk off base, and you know it's kind of hard to do that in the first place. I mean, it's obviously somebody else's fault for not paying attention and seeing that this guy just walked off. But at the same time. You know, it was his decision to do that, and, uh, you know, he got captured, or he joined or defected or whatever he did. But long story short is, you know, this guy has put a lot of people in danger. A lot of people have died looking for him, mm-hmm. um, you know, and uh, I think that it was a shitty deal. You know, you're letting five terrorists go for this one guy who probably defected. Yeah, but now, we don't know. These, you know, we don't even know the background of the terrorists. This, yeah. the, these I, terrorists I, I might really am uh, not, very uninformed. May, on this may not be big strokers either. You know, you might have some guy who drove for somebody yeah. else or whatever. So, I mean, we're just hearing five terrorists, uh, but That's we don't know what, what their background do. is. You know, they. I hate to say it, but they might be of the Shelby mode. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I mean, if someone said, you get the guy back, give me two Shelbys and a Fez, I'll be like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> Digging that round face, Um, Here's John in Kansas. John, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ron, how you doing? Good, pal. Well, my problem with this deal is I have been keeping up on it. And the five terrorists that got let go were pretty much the Ron Benningtons of the terror group. I mean, they they knew they had their shit together. They were wired, and, huh? Yeah, and uh, you know, this guy walked off, took time to get outside the wire and fold up the stuff, stack it up. It wasn't like he got grabbed; he went and surrendered to him, basically. Now, yes, we do want him back. We don't leave anybody behind. Mm-hmm. But we need, you know, to drag him home and have our president say we got a true American hero. No. He, he, he's building something politically here for himself. And he's using our servicemen to do it on. Yeah, all presidents and, do that, though. Well, all presidents do it. That doesn't make it right. Mm. Agreed. Uh, where was the where was the brass on this? I mean, somebody had to be saying to Obama, "We got to make this move," right? I, I would assume so. Yeah, they, they made that within the, the White House administration. They didn't even take it to the Congress, and they're supposed to do that thirty days before any of this kind of stuff's being done. He's just. You know, as far as it goes, Obama's on the outside of the wire. He's not going through the damn... It just boggles my mind that a guy wandered off. It makes no all sense right, so to So you're me. saying it's all just a, uh, that your your big beef is Obama used this as a political move? Yes. He's yeah. using it as a political move, but he's, he's endangering the lives of the men that are still there. All right, thanks for calling. These guys are in Qatar... And there's no way in Cutter that they're going to stay there. They, they're free walking on the streets. Hell, they'll be back wherever they want to go. Um, all right, but they might feel like Howard, too. Like, I don't want it anymore. Yeah, this. I, I just want <laughs> they're, to they're a little nuttier over there, so it's, yeah. it's uh, who knows? Um, here's uh, Sean. Sean, you're on the Run of Fed show. Sean in Tennessee. Yeah, thanks for taking my call, Ron. That's my oh. job, buddy. <laughs> really couldn't come at a better time than this after the last guy spoke. The political motivation behind what this is is that I think you have to look at the announcement that 
the president said we're going to pull off troops out by 2016. Mm-hmm. And what better way to reiterate that point than by pulling a single individual who's been out for five years? But the political symbolism, I, I think it's certainly outweighed by the practical downside of what it is. I think it was short-sighted. I think that it doesn't consider the big picture and, and the message that we're sending to the troops, or that he's sending to the troops, rather. That's that's kind of the first point. The uh, second is the guy that was talking about Homeland a second ago. I think that's kind of a, a you're reaching a bit. It's a really, really impractical possibility for the fact that the guy on the show was backed up because he was elected to um, the legislature. There was a legislative kind of motivation behind it. He was in the public eye. But even if that were the case, I'm sure that the the, uh, the government's going to have Bergdahl on pretty well locked down um, after whatever. Yeah, I'm sure too. Um, so I don't I don't think that that's necessarily a, uh, a possibility. However, I do wonder if Bergdahl, I mean, and this is really, really reaching into the conspiracy theory back, but perhaps he's a double agent. Perhaps it was under the government's purview or, you know. His, that's kind of offer. interesting, too. We don't know that. You know exactly. what I mean? So, Did we I mean, think we'll send a loony over there, play this kind of game. But... Um, yeah, most of this stuff is, uh, as I say, is, is beyond any of our expertise. It's funny how we all get to be really smart at it. And I, I, I think the guy's still a member of the military. So if the military decides to try them, try him, yeah. they, they can. Um, he, he's, if they choose to do something, I'm, they've got him on probably at least three different violations or something like that. And they still own back pay. Right. So there's a lot of. <laughs> but I, it, it's funny for me. Like I, uh, I, I just don't know the situation. But all I think of is an American in a POW camp. Yeah. Um, and I thought you always tried to get him out. Um, the, the, and it just go, keeps going back to the, the the whole like wandering off story. It's like first off, why the hell would you do that? Yeah. And second off, it's not easy to do. You have to either go through wire or a guard or something. Okay. Somebody would notice you missing. Good you call. don't just disappear. All right, uh, I got to take this call, Stalker Patty. Hey, how are you? I just wanted to say happy birthday to you, Patty. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet of you. It's a big day for you, huh? Yeah. Uh huh. The last year of my fifties. Wow. Put the fifties yeah, to bed. Into, I know. Going into my sixtieth year. Wow. <laughs> what do you got yeah. planned big for tonight, Patty? Well, I'm at my birthday, my birthday lunch right now. Friends birthday. took me out for my birthday. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, I'm eating a tortoni, which is ice cream with a chocolate casing on it. Oh, geez, that's amazing. Yeah, and I had linguine with the broccoli rob and sausage. All right, so your life is just fantastic right now. Sounds pretty good. <laughs> it's yeah. okay, yeah, I'm doing good at Starbucks on Staten Island, you know. <laughs> you don't make it to Manhattan too much, huh? Once in a while I'll go there to walk around and stuff, you know. Yeah. All right, we just wanted to say happy birthday to you, Patty. And that's so sweet of you. I appreciate it. Here's little Beatles to take you out. All right, bye bye, okay. sugar. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you. <laughs> uh, here's Josh. Josh, you're on the Run and Fed show. Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, my job. I just want to say, like, how do you trial somebody when you've already called them an American hero? Like, they're making this big deal about him being American heroes. How are they going to try him after that, though? Like, 
Uh, I think that would be up to the military in either way that they want to do it. I mean, there's a, they always try to use these things. I always go back to that little girl from the beginning where they said she was shooting with both arms. And remember? Oh, mm-hmm. Jessica oh, yeah. Lynch. They yeah. turned her from like this giant hero to it. She was just somebody in the convoy. Yeah, she was yeah. in the convoy, and then yeah. here's pictures of her with her titties out. And, you know, <laughs> like either way you go, you're just like leave these kids yeah. alone. Realize what they're under. But it's got to be terrible if someone says you're a hero when you're not. Look, let's let's be honest here. We've got thousands and thousands of these guys have come back, many with really bad stress problems. There was a thing on 60 Minutes two weeks ago when you see what some of these guys are going through. But the only time that we really like servicemen is when they're surprising their families in front of a big crowd. That's when we all like, <laughs> all the time. this it's is great. Every, every, every graduation, every, every game, blah, blah, blah. Everything. All we the time. love that, yet we don't have the money in the VA for them. Maybe if we stopped celebrating that image of a guy coming back to his family and started really going like, okay, where's this guy going to fit in back in his mm-hmm. thing? It's He's had easy. this training, amazing training. Now, how does it fit into the private sector? What can he do to to excel now that he's home. There, there's a couple of things out there where people are trying to make that more of a like. Uh, I think there's um, higher heroes is, or something like that. Yeah. There's one of them out there, but they're only coming out now, and we've been over there since 2003. Right. And there are a couple of really good organizations that are finally really starting to get on board and trying to help people get like transition that job that they had doing whatever it was they're doing into the real life. Like I know there's. Uh, there was a big thing a couple of years ago. I, I saw it on the Daily Show where John Stewart was talking about. They had two guys come on the show, and they were um, essentially medics uh, over there. So, mm-hmm. but they weren't with their training. Uh, they weren't actually allowed to become a paramedic or something like that because uh, their training only covers uh, like A, B, and C. But these are guys that are stitching up people that have been like blown up limbs and like trying to get save people's lives and have done it in the most intense way possible. But they can't get a job as a paramedic in Cleveland. Are you out of your mind? Right. And they st- they weren't getting hired, so it- it's sad sometimes. Not to mention all the men, uh, the mental issues like you have when if you're getting shot or kicking down doors or you're not sure what's going to come around the next corner and you have to live like. And I got a friend of mine who went to three ground tours. He took Baghdad. How are you supposed to just come home and not be and be the same person as you were when you left? Now this uh, guy, what's his name again? Uh, Bo. What's the last name, Chris? Bergdahl. Bo Bergdahl. Yeah. Uh. Has any of you guys heard of him before this? Did you know? I never that we knew had POWs in this war. Nope. No, I, I never heard of the guy. Never heard of him years. being captured or defecting or any of the stories that have come up. Um, hey, Spacey, you're on the Run of Fest show. Yeah, that's going to be my question for you later, Ron. Is this the only POW in the entire war that's being held? Because. According to Headline News and the beautiful Robin B. this morning, they said that Hillary Clinton was approached with this five years ago, and she, when she was Secretary of State, and she didn't want to be part of it as far as making a trade for you. And it's hard to believe out of 11 years of war that there's only one POW. 
Well, I don't think in Afghanistan it's that type of situation. You know, some of these guys seem like they're scrambling around on their own, two or three of them. You know, it's not like... It's not organized. Yeah, it's yeah, very It's a lot of guerrilla warfare. Um, There's no Hanoi Hilton or whatever. Yeah, because they were talking today also that, you know, there was an interpreter that had down there that was listening to the interpreter. When he showed up in the village, he was looking for somebody who spoke English because he made it into a village trying to find people to talk to. This guy's a nutcase. He's not a damn hero. There's a lot uh, of weird things that don't jive in the story. Yeah, there's plenty of that seems really, really crazy. Uh, all right, here's two people from Cleveland. I'm going to go Andy from Cleveland and Tony from Cleveland. Andy from Cleveland thinks that it was good to get the guy back. Tony thinks it wasn't right to give up five people. Why do you think we shouldn't have given up uh, five of these other guys from Tony? Well, according to what they're saying, these guys weren't just like schlubs, like you know a Shelby, as you put it. Uh, these guys were upper-tier guys, which somebody was saying, well, maybe we've turned them, and that's why we're sending them back. The point is, is we just gave up five guys that could kill a 100 of our guys for one guy. And my son-in-law has been in Iraq three times, Afghanistan twice, Oof. and the thought of one of these cocksuckers putting, you know, an IED that could kill him for some guy that deserted just drives me absolutely nuts. Yeah, that's not and yet, don't you like the idea that we want every American back, knowing that your son-in-law is over there? You know what I oh, mean? Oh, I, I absolutely agree. But, you know, if, if my son-in-law was captured and he was in the process of doing his job and fighting, even he said, and I talked to him about this last night, he would rather die over there than know that, you know, five of these guys could come back over there, which could plan the next 9-11, which could plan a bombing of one of their bases. You know, like he said, his life isn't worth 300 or 3,000 people. Uh, he knew that when he went in, you know, that you could die. It's not like you go over and then all, all of a sudden go, oh, wait a minute, I could die over here? All right, let's go to our buddy Andy in Cleveland now. That's Cleveland Pro, Cleveland Anti. Uh, why do you have a different pull on this, Andy? It isn't so much that I agree with the exchange, but I just want to get some facts out there. People should know that this was a negotiated process and that there were, set, like, the other side, the Taliban wanted a considerable amount of money uh, in the millions and uh, a multitude of, to, to the power of 10, more uh, people freed. We brought them down to six. And the reports, the information that's being uh, disseminated about that six vary from them being uh, high-level operatives to people that are political touchstones in that area because they've been detained in Guantanamo without due process. So that they may not necessarily be high up in the Taliban, but the, the, the Taliban is actually using them to incite hatred against America because they're relatively, I guess, speaking innocent and are are being held with for no cause. So there's you know there's more information out the information out there and conspiracy is fun. And uh, of course you know I, I support the troops and and everybody that is involved with with getting them back and getting safe and care of them. But you know at the end of the day, uh, what's really making me sick with all this is that you know this is being the facts are being watered down. 
and we're just going off the touch uh, off the off the, the sound bites and the touchstones from Fox and MSNBC. I think now what we're starting to say is support some of the troops, <laughs> but some of them we view as bad. That's Didn't the I? funny thing. You're never allowed to say the, the troops are bad yeah. until this guy. Then you're allowed to just well, no, fucking unleash. <laughs> yeah, you're just allowed to unleash on this fucking moron. I, I just uh, whatever happened to that? We don't negotiate with terrorists thing. Didn't we have that as a policy for a while? Yeah, we have the two policies: don't leave anyone behind, don't negotiate with terrorists. But the go- don't negotiate with terrorists. I think that we normally mean like from a cop movie. You know what I mean? Like I don't. <laughs> we know. want one million dollars, or we blow up yeah, the state building. I, I think that's when we said we don't negotiate with terrorists. Okay. I never know if that was like an official thing. Um, Lewis in Manhattan. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, first, I just want to say that um, you know all, all the homeland nuts out there, just relax. They got they got everything under wraps. They're not gonna release this guy into the public yet, like a year. And then you know they're gonna check him out and see if anything's wrong with him. And you know if he's all right, they'll let him out. There's nothing to worry about. But what I wanted to say was, um, I saw the video, and I saw the video of this guy's release, and um, there is something weird going on because he was standing next to the Taliban guy, and they looked like they were buddies. I mean, they were just chatting it up waiting for that helicopter or whatever it was to come pick him up. So, yeah, yeah. I, but, you know, this is, is the old Stockholm Syndrome. We expect this all the time. The um, story was, when he got released, that he had no... Uh, when he was being brought to American troops, that he had no idea that they were American. That he was still confused over who he was being handed over to. They look pretty, they look pretty distinctly different. They got a cool truck, though. <laughs> Pretty killer paint job on the thing. Again, I don't know why we would pay attention to any of the news stories coming out. I don't know why we're still not furious over the Lynch stories and the part that the media played in that. Um, all right, here's uh, James. James, you're on the Run and Fest show. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. Um, basically what it sounds like, this was just a win-win for the Taliban. Uh, I'm in the military myself, so uh, we've been talking about this all day long. What it sounds like is he was a deserter, because that's coming from, from the troops that work next to him. And that's, you know, that's the people who know him best. Um, and it sounds like he deserted, and he got picked up by the Taliban. He's with them for years. And it sounds like since he learned their language, he was interested in being with them, so he probably gave him, them all the knowledge that he had, tactics, they maybe, you know, trained them. And now five years later, the Taliban are receiving five top-tier guys, and they're done with them. You know, they just... Yeah, but what, just, what was this dude's job? Do we do we know what like he actually did over there? Because I'm, I'm like I'm in the dark about. He this. planned everything. He might just be in combat, which, I mean, that's, you know, even if he didn't know any knowledge, I mean, just... If he just had combat tactical, you know, yeah. training to teach them, I mean, that's huge. All right, buddy. Thanks. Yep. Um, let's go over to uh, Turtle, and we'll wrap this one up. Go ahead, Turtle. Hey, my buddy. Yeah. Hey, just from my experience, uh, I was in the first Gulf War. You don't just wander off in a forward area or anything like that. This guy is a deserter. I'm glad to have him back just so that they can use CMJ's ass. But given, you know, giving away five guys seems like maybe we got the short end of the stick. But I, I, would, not, I would not expect this guy to ever, ever see the outside of Leavenworth. He's going to be in there probably for the rest of his life. You think that's true, huh? Yeah. 
because they can, they can. Uh, what I've heard is there were a couple of guys that were killed in the ops that went out looking for him, so they can get him for desertion, and they can put him. Uh, they can, they can probably charge him with murder too, or something like, uh, like he led into the death of another soldier or something like that. They can, like yeah. I said, they could probably yeah, pop him on six or seven things. He's definitely going to get UCMJ. Oh yeah, peace. You know, his family probably a lot happier to have him in Leavenworth than some fucking Taliban drugs. <laughs> and they're probably looking like, okay, this is better at least. Well, this is one nutty story, though, huh? Yeah, I was unaware of how crazy this was turning into. Well, as we said before, Howard is a guy interning for us that uh, is highly qualified to do a lot of things, but... Uh, None of this stuff around here even bothers even slightly. <laughs> when I heard that story, I was cracking up. But you were going pretty crazy over there, Humphrey. I didn't realize I was. I mean, I'm a, I was excited to build up the the mention. Love it. Love that you're coming in on the nose on it, though, because I'm getting the full details here as truthfully as it could be done. Uh, Chris Stanley. Yeah. You, on the other hand, never served. <laughs> nope, never. I guarantee you that there would have been some soap put in the pillowcases. Uh, there have been some fragging going on aimed at me. <laughs> I don't know if you would be... I don't know if it's going to be fragging. I think Chris might even be one of those guys that's like, all right, you need something. Let's go to, let's go to Stanley. There's we got to no go to Stanley. Doubt, there's no he's, doubt He's got the mind. liquor. There'd be cigarettes. <laughs> he's moving foot powder. All kinds of skin. Lord knows what he's taking in and out of this He's brewing place. stuff in his yeah. throat. Yeah, talking about. Fucking Fresno. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to break here. We get back. Jason Nash, the comedian, is going to be here. His new movie, Jason Nash, is married, coming out uh, um, in all different ways. Uh, video, Amazon, Instant Video, Mamino, iTunes, all starting June 24th. Pre-order. Uh, for more information, Jason Nash is married. And... For you Twitter folks, he's at Jason23Nash. We'll be right back. It's the Ron and Fez Show. Ron and Fez. On Raw Dog. Raw Dog. XM. Channel 99. Show. Make sure you're watching the Daily Show tonight, as our buddy Michael Che makes his debut uh, as a new correspondent on the show. Michael Che is—he's done the show three times, and he's just flat out hysterical. He's just a funny, funny kid, and things just keep popping for him. I know he's doing a—he's got a half-hour special coming out soon as well. Um, but tonight, watch Michael Che over there with Jon Stewart. He makes his debut. I'm predicting all good things for him. Now, by saying that, a million other people are already predicting really good things for him. Uh, last night, I wish we would have pushed this, our buddy Big J slayed 
over on Pete's show, Pete Holmes' show. Uh, very, very funny. Big J also bursting in every which direction. Coming up next, we got uh, comedian Jason Nash. Uh, he's got a movie out called Jason Nash is Married. Uh, and this is one of those shows that it started as a web series first. It started as a web series, I believe, for Adam.com, and then it just like got a bunch of stars. He Is Adam.com still around? Yeah, I'm not sure if, if the popularity of YouTube and all those hey, no, jumping Jason, up. Hey, Jason Nash in studio with us. How's it going? Are we on? We are on. We normally play you in with music. Yep. But uh, no big theme today. Your movie, I was just telling people this, the amount of stars that come in and out of comedy stars, it's phenomenal. <laughs> Thanks so much. It's like it was a, a giant big budget, but it wasn't, was it? No, no, I shot it for literally nothing. And um, I, I had worked like a, a long time uh, trying to get something going, you know, like mm -hmm. I had scripts in Hollywood. They would never get made. And then I just said, I just got to do this. You know, I, I always would listen to like Louis uh -huh. and how he just went and did his own thing. And I was like, that's the only way I'm going to make it is if I just go. But how did you pull? I'm going to just read off some of the names here. By the way, I love the show. It is such an honor to be here. Oh, um, stop. No, it. no. Stop I, it. I do. I mean, I just put it together that you're Chris. Yeah, that's Chris right <laughs> that's there. Because you sat down. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love the show so much. Like, first of all, what's great about you is yeah. you notice the things that, like, Opie and Anthony, I listen to Opie and Anthony, but they don't notice, like, sort of the alternative comics. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, you know, like, obscure things, you know, like, you'll be like, uh, like, uh, have you heard of uh, Patton Oswalt's Gardener? <laughs> you know? That's where I go. I go into those gardeners. <laughs> yeah. I follow people's gardeners. Not everyone is. <laughs> into that and uh i just i love it you know you know what i am so glad i almost had to cancel on you today oh, great so that you didn't they were calling me away to do something else good and uh it uh it, it was just madness around here but i was like well i can't cancel on jason nash because i already said yes to him yeah i, I appreciate it man i'm so glad awful. it would have been awful all right let me read off the names go ahead go ahead Paul F. Tom, uh, Tompkins, Gardner, is going to be part of <laughs> Nick Swartzen's um, Gardner is going to be here. Paul Shear, Andy Richter, Patton Oswald, T.J. Miller, who, again, is hysterical in this, uh, David Koechner, uh Andy Daly, Rob Cordroy. Uh, Keep going. You got um, one after another after Busy. another. Busy Phillips. She plays my wife. Who's a big, big star, big, big TV star? Yeah, and you pulled all this stuff together. Yeah, and that's just from being out there for years and battling around and. Yeah, it's just like goodwill. Like yeah. it goes such a long way. Go to people's shows, you know, tell them, you know, how if you're a comedy fan, it's just really easy. It just comes second nature. So you wrote this, directed it, mm -hmm. everything yourself. Yep, produced it, directed it, a minute, and uh, it's. You know, it's everything I ever wanted to do, and it's no one told me what to do, which was really nice. Mm -hmm. And I just really about that. Like, did you have Abel Ferrer on here? Yeah, and he was talking about that. He was like, "Final cut, final right. cut." And I so related to that when I heard him. I was like, "Yeah." Abel Ferrer is one of those guys who, if you love him, you think that he's a genius. Blah blah blah. But most of the people in the world <laughs> don't know who he is, and yet I, I'm shocked. 
that people can't look at his movies and go, this is like violent genius over and over again. Uh, but that's what happens when you want to be the artist first. You know what I mean? The final cut thing with, with Abel is because he goes nuts when something gets changed. You yeah. Know? Yeah. He can't live with himself. And I don't feel like the people in power necessarily, like, I would rather get comedy notes from you mm -hmm. than someone. Well, people like me would never be around giving out comedy notes. People who give out the notes would be people who came up on the business side of things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's not that they're wrong. It's just that I don't think a lot of what they put out is worthy. You know, there's only a few people that I admire well, and, you know. Well, the thing is, a lot of those guys, they don't even give out notes because they feel like they, something should be changed. They feel like I have to put some fingerprint on this to keep my job. Right. If you see it from their point of view, they're like, well, what did, you know, if this thing becomes a success, can they say, you know, it was my idea for them to bring in the girl. That's all. Yeah. They, you know what I mean? I said, we've got to have a Puerto Rican girl in that role. So that's what they go with. You yeah. Know? That's what my wife does for a living. Yeah? Yeah, she's a producer, too. So you uh, based everything Yeah, it was just, your life. It's just really about, like, you know, for me, it was like, oh, I met somebody that I loved. You know, but I I didn't I didn't really I didn't know who I was. So that's sort of what it's about. It's mm -hmm. like you know you, you you're like making all these mistakes in front of someone. You're married first, right? And my wife's watching me bomb at stand up, and you just feel awful. And you're going to her parties where you're in the corner, and you know people are like, "What do you do?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm a comedian." And they're like, uh, "I've never heard of you." You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Like literally, or like, uh, and now with with the internet, they can just look you up. And they know, you know, like your exactly. IMDb. Yeah, like my right. father used to just bullshit his way through life. Yeah, yeah. I'm with uh, Capital One, da 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 da, right. and uh, no one, no one knew. You know, I love you on the show. You're always like, you, you're so, you're so natural, and you just like. I, I started a podcast because I would listen to this, and it was like I was like I got it. I was like this is about it's about the hang, right? It's not about jokes. Yeah, you know, like I love when you say something. You'll be like Justin Bieber crashes Lamborghini, <laughs> and then you'll be like, Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks. I don't know. So with Lamborghini, that's an expensive car to crash. Chris doesn't do a lot of what m normal people would call show prep. Fez, what do you think about Justin Bieber crashing a Lamborghini? I'm sorry, what happened? <laughs> there was a Lamborghini. <laughs> the Lamborghini? I don't know. I, I don't know. It's a simple question, Fez. <laughs> I was reading the menu at Del Frisco's downstairs as yeah. you. I was going, uh, it's a farmer's market, Greek salad, cucumbers, tomatoes, baby arugula. Fez, you like baby arugula? <laughs> I like the baby part. <laughs> You think that he's me now, Fez? Are you at that point? No. That you're no. what? That by you just using my voice like that, Fez panicked for a second <laughs> and just tried to answer on the nose as much as he could. How, I, what is what is your relationship like? I'm so curious as a fan. Like, you guys get along? Are you friends? Or well, we used to be. Used to be. We used to be really, really close. You can see how depressed Fez is from me even <laughs> saying that. I mean, he was like an uncle to my kids. But through the years, we've got more and more distant. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's impossible. I think for people to stay close if you're in a band, on a show, yeah. anything else. Like I just did the Unmasked with O&A, 
And like they were going, well, we brought Jimmy in during the one year that we went and didn't talk to each other, even during commercials. Yeah. And everybody in the place gasped at me. And I'm like, of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course you get stand to look at each other anymore. <laughs> I heard know? them say that, too. Yeah. Yeah, that they don't really get along. And- well, no, that was only during that one period. You have periods where you come in and out. But Fez's thing was when his problems got bad, I was like, oh, I can fix that. You know, uh-huh. I can help. I'll be, can be helpful. And then that was like nine years ago. Uh-huh. So after a while, I'm like, I can't yeah. hear about the newest problem. Like even all day today, he's holding his arm like this. It's going on for, and it's just driving me crazy. I'm not <laughs> saying it, but if it isn't a physical problem, it's, now he's hiding his arm like we can't say it. But stop doing that. If it's not a physical thing, then it's a mental thing. And since it's gotten physical again with him, now he doesn't have any mental problems. Now his mental problems are taken care of. So here's what it's like. You ever driven across the country with your buddies? Sure. That's radio, except for you never get there. There's no you just keep driving and driving and driving. And you do this shit for years. You know what? Like, let's say this. You did your movie. Yeah. Whatever, good, bad, whatever, how you feel about it, there it is. It, yeah. it lives in that place. A radio show... You just think tomorrow, I think, is going to be a good show. I think tomorrow will be yeah. good. But you never get there. You never get to that spot yeah. where it pays off. Stand-up's like that, I think, too. Well, stand-up, at least, again, you can put a, a special and say, That's here true. where I was at this point yeah, in time. Right. Now, for a lot of people, the thing about stand-up is that, that people don't realize, in a lot of ways, it looks like you're packaging fish, right? And stuff that used to be really fresh and good, you show it years later. Unlike a movie. You know, like you could show someone Mean Streets, right? Mm-hmm. And they'll go, oh man, I fucking get it. But you can't show someone Robert Klein from 1976 and have it affect them. You know, uh-huh. and they're like, everyone is like, young guys are always like, why is this guy considered anything? He sucks, you know, and almost happens across the board to all stand up. There's exceptions, though. I mean, Richard Pryor, Richard Pryor, um, to Carlin, Carlin. Now keep going. Uh, OK, it gets uh, rougher and rougher. Um, Gallagher. <laughs> now, even the beauty of Gallagher is it is exactly came off like that at the time. My favorite Gallagher story is I had to bring him out on stage one time when I was working radio uh, down in Florida, and we were in this beautiful opera house, right? And I was just supposed to show up. They were going to give me $500 to say, ladies and gentlemen, here's Gallagher. Couldn't even do anything, nothing. Just plug it on the air, go there, and bring him up. So I'm walking through the backstage area, and if you've ever been to those big theaters, it's like dark. You know, and you're trying to get there, and I just hear this fucking screaming as I'm getting closer and closer to the stage. And Gallagher is just fucking spitting mad. He's just fucking, pe- <laughs> you son of a bitch, I'll fuck you in the ass. I'll fucking make, I'll sue the fuck out of this place. I come walking up, and I'm like, what's going on? And the other guy says to me, um, they won't let him break chocolate milk in this theater. And he was <laughs> so fucking furious. They were like, break your juice, break the melons, you can't break the chocolate milk. And he acted like it just ruined his fucking life. Yeah, he's like, I hear him a lot on the radio lately, and he's completely crazy, but really lucid, you know? So I can't tell. His bits are right on, you know, they sound on the money. He's oddly brilliant and in that madness. He's a really interesting fucking cat. Yeah. 
Jason Nash is in studio with us. Jason Nash is married. His film is available now on Amazon Instant Video, Vimeo On Demand, and iTunes. That all starts June 24th, uh, available for pre-order there. Thank you, guys. Um, oh, you think we were kicking you? I didn't know. Yeah, it came off that way, didn't it? I did. For a second. Oh, I didn't mean it that <laughs> way. It came off like a wrap-up. So what do you hate about me, Fez? Why don't, you, why don't you let Jason in on Yeah, let me in. I don't hate anything about you. You're very caring. I have yeah. to say, like, on the radio, just as a fan, I know nothing yeah. about you guys personally, obviously, but when I hear you, you're always very caring, and you're always, like, patient, I feel like, on the radio at least, yeah. and that comes off well. And I don't know what your problems are, but, you know, I really enjoy you on the radio, and do you think you guys could maybe come back together as you... Calm, I feel like Dr. Phil, but good. but you know, I had a podcast with my best friend, and uh, of course, we stopped doing it, and we now we're still best friends. But not that my podcast is anything like this, and I know this is on a much grander scale. But is there something that a common thing that you guys could go back on and say, "Hey, let's bury the hatchet," or let's? Oh no, I don't think any of our. Isn't that important? I know it's hard to run a business together, but isn't that really important too to maybe come back around, have dinner? Twice a year, just the two of you. How many dinners you owe right now, Fess? I owe twenty-seven dinners. Okay, so that's so you you pay the whole time. Um, yeah. Okay. I paid for years and years and years, and I'm like, dude, you got to start paying. Right. Uh, you, but, you have money. You get paid. Oh God, does he have money? He's got his fucking communion money. This brick. I'm really saving for a rainy day. Why don't you let him? Why don't you pay? Because that would be you. You need to make this relationship equal. Well, I do pay, but I owe a lot of them. So it's getting it's. Oh, I see. He's taking you out so much, and he. But let me guess. He's so uh, nice that he offers to pay. He's like, no. oh, "Let me get it, Fez." Right? Is that what he does? Because that's what I do, and then I don't really have the money to do well, it. Well, I end up putting myself in bad bets, so I also wager dinners too. You gamble. He's, you gamble. He's being so truthful with you right now, and that's important. Yeah, these are just gamble bets that he loses on the oh, show all the time. Get, uh. But he owes them to everybody. But Fez, you don't think it's different than it used to be? Yeah, it's different, but it's only because I've gotten myself more and more isolated. So I mean, that's that's the biggest well, problem. Wh- where did it start? I don't actually know the history. I've read like I read Wikipedia about you guys once or twice. When it was in, you were in Florida, yeah. But where did it start? What was the commonality that the two of you had? Like for instance, my friend Jeff, we were we were roommates in college, and we we're just the best. Right? I mean, this is what was up. yours? This actually sounds like the marriage problems that you have. That you were saying friendship is the marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, I mean, is is one doing better than the other? He's jealous of you, or is because you? I know you run the ship here. Well, I I, I never used to. As a you didn't. Fact. No, I didn't until Fez didn't want to run it together with us because he had personal problems. Okay. You know. But, so we used to make every decision together and do everything together, write together, write separately. But you haven't written in how long, Fizz? Oh, months and months and months. Why okay. would you even say months and months? It's been nine fucking years. Right. Nine years. And the other day, I'll just say this, he goes, I got a character, and it's a character that he did 12 years ago. And I'm like, I don't want to <laughs> fuck. And that was, by the way, ripped off from SNL. And I'm going, I'm not going to go back to that. Why would Spill we go Clinton. back to that? <laughs> Well, what what was it originally that drew you to Fez? He was fucking fearless ah. when we were kids. Fucking fearless. Let me tell you, he did this gay character 
in front of rednecks <laughs> in fucking Florida, where when we started, right, they were go people were going get that fucking home, you know, and he was fearless, and it was fucking hysterical. Right. And then he turned it to they're like, you know, I ain't gay myself, but that some bitch is funny. And then finally, like, you know what? Gay people are pretty cool. I learned that from listening to the show. And then he stopped when he really figured out that he was gay. Yeah. Then he just stopped being funny whatsoever and became uh. furious. He spent the first hour today furious over Jonah Hill instead of doing comedy to creating know, content yeah. yeah creating content well what when you so this all started when you came out of the closet you lost your creative drive is that what happened it got very weird for me where everything i was doing as the over the top gay person yeah all of a sudden felt very strange yes and uncomfortable yes i got you i used to make fun of bruce jenner on a podcast and i then i got to the point where i was like oh it's it's, he's just a guy, and mm -hmm. you know he's just doing the best he can. But I've I've definitely gone the other way. Um, I I think I think sexuality is a good point. You know, I had a friend who was a fearless comic, really funny, and then he got married, and he said to me, "I I I was only up there to get laid." And he just stopped. That was the end of it. That was it. He was like, "What's the point? Why would I go up on stage now if I'm not banging girls?" And I don't know if that's the same thing. No, I wasn't doing it to get guys. <laughs> right. I guess it's not the same thing. I just wanted to tell that yeah. story. It was a good one. <laughs> but it just didn't apply to what I was doing. Well, do you think that you can do you think that you can bring more to the table? Well, I would like to and then I I get in my own way a lot. Yeah. You know what you know what helps me is like a an assistant. Somebody just to sit there and go, hey, yeah, that's funny. Just someone to bounce. Like, take an intern here. Take him in a room. Who would you like to have, Fez? The Advice Show. The Advice Show. The only show where the host gets advice. <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever the opposite of Dr. Phil could be. That is the show. As if Dr. <laughs> Phil just kept bringing people on. Black hole and said, advice. what is wrong with me? Why am I, gonna, why am I doing this? Here, I, I want to explain my thing, and I'm being as honest as possible. I love it. Uh, Fez is, like, closer to me than a brother, okay? Yeah. He is family to me. And sooner or later, if you've ever had, like, a sick grandmother or whatever, and you're taking care of her, and you're changing the sheets, and you're, and you're making sure that she's eating, and, and then just one day you just grab a hammer and just beat <laughs> her to fucking death. And that's our relationship. I just, I love him, and I can't take it anymore. I gotcha. And I'm going to fucking get a big rock and drop it on him. <laughs> but I do love him. I gotcha. Say no more. Now, I will say this. Say no people more. don't realize when you get into this type of situation, and we've been doing this for a couple decades, right? Mm -hmm. I've seen him more than any member of my family. You know what I mean? Of that, you know, my own brother, my sisters, my parents never have spent this much time. Mm -hmm. It's too much time. Have you ever have you ever thought about splitting off the two of you? Oh, I would never want to do that. Okay, and you? And I just uh, I wouldn't want to do it if I wasn't doing it with you. Why? Why wouldn't you want to? It wouldn't be as fun. What wouldn't be as fun? Radio. Okay, but doing what? You do radio to do what? Why is the reason that you do radio? Well, to um, 
this is going to get mocked, but to entertain people and to put on a show. And I so, find you very entertaining. But why wouldn't you want to keep doing that? Because I, uh, I like doing that with you. Okay, if I get shot in the fucking head tomorrow. You're done? Yeah. Oh. But you can't be that way. You, you can't be that attached to someone. You've got to pull your own weight. And, and it's not fair to the other person to push the boulder up the hill... And then you know, it's just not fair. No, it's not at all. You know, and, and I it, realize it's not that. fair to him. But see, here's the thing. I would even say this. If you're saying if I got shot in the head tomorrow uh, that you would quit, that means that that whole I want to entertain people doesn't fucking play into it. Or else you would keep on entertaining people. But I like doing it with all you guys. If Chris fucking was gone tomorrow, if Chris was shot in the head, <laughs> I get would we blown still away. do the show? We'd probably take a day off. <laughs> but you, but, 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 but why do you Surprise say me, that? Actually. You know what I mean? You didn't quit when Earl or oh Addy or whatever you went on. Why wouldn't you go on if I stopped doing Just a day? Because I just wouldn't want to. I like doing it with you. So are you at the point where you're gonna, you were ready to split off? Uh, I... Are you just that good of a dude? See, here's the thing. Uh, we have incredible fucking health benefits here yeah and fez is if you put health benefits into it oh. he's the highest paid entertainer <laughs> in the history of the planet earth i mean i laugh when i think how much he milks this company <laughs> for mental physical you name it so i i there's a giant part of me that's concerned like we almost in december we were thinking you know, maybe we would end the show. I was thinking that. Fez was upset with me. Since that time, he's had to have a million dollars worth of stuff. Right. Know? Or so, at least a half a million. I mean, he's yep. three, and he's got an operation coming up. Yeah, it's a noose around your neck with a cinder block tied to it. Grandma. It's grandma, yeah. Grandma, I, I can't leave her. You know what? I would be the same way. I would do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. So, so you got to so you got to live with it. You would ruin your life too. That means a lot to me, Jason. <laughs> you have your own mask, which is yeah. fantastic. Oh God, what a fresh breath of fresh air that is! <laughs> Just to be talking to someone and they're answering back. Talk about creativity. I love that. That's my favorite conversation. Creativity. You want it, the most? It's the only thing worth talking about. The most creative thing I ever saw was like two months ago. I was watching a documentary on Jay Z, and Kanye West is in there. He's in producing. He's like. He's not Kanye West yet. He's just a producer. He comes. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this track on the Jay Z album. I'm gonna get it on there. And then he plays the track, and you know it. You know, it's like it's that song that goes, "I'm a hustler, baby, and I want you to know." But it's just the track. Jay Z walks in with an entourage, and he's like, kind of has an attitude. And then he hears the track, and then he lays down the rhyme that you yeah. know, and you just see it come together. I'm like, ah, Boner City. It's amazing, it's and most of the, I mean, I have interviewed. Some of the greatest songwriters of all time. And yeah. not one of them takes credit for writing a song. Not no. fucking one. Really? Not one said, I'm really good, and that's why I write songs. They're like, I don't know. I'm trying my best to be a vessel for the gift. They all yeah. have these different things of when the muse shows up, or it's like light, it's like water, but they can't just say, it ain't me. Yeah. But they don't think it I is. I don't them. take credit for my movie. At all. 
You know? give it out to all these these guys, Lizzie, yeah, yeah. Rob Corddry. Yeah. But who, who, where did the where where did your movie come from then? If it's not you, well, it came from like being in a hor- in a horrible way mm-hmm. in Los Angeles for like ten years, and that's why I really relate to Fez because I know what it's like to be horrible and not be able to see that you're, how good you are, you know. And so um, that's sort of. But I also knew that if I made a movie with just me, nobody would care. Right. So that's why I hustled and got all those people. Why don't in. you make a movie, Fez? Yeah, maybe if I get gay married, I could do Fez Watley is married. Why don't you date? Too afraid to at this point. Yeah, this is a running theme, too. You don't want to date anybody. No, very nervous about it. Running themes could also mean the same topic developed, pushed out the same way over and over and over. <laughs> Download the grinder app. See, I think it's a, I think a running theme is when you expand on that theme. This is fucking Groundhog's Day. Oh, I'll go. I'll go on a date with you. I don't know. I mean, we could start with. I'm not gay, but we could start. You know, like have a pretend thing. Go to Del Frisco's. I don't know. Here's um, just got off, just got awkward, point. just got real awkward. Just here's Jason. Jason, you're on the air. Hey guys, yeah. I'm just I, I just listening to you guys. I've been listening since well, just recently, but since Ron and Ron back in the day. And I think Fez just needs a cinder block dropped on his head. No. And we'll straighten him out for a little bit, and then in a few months we'll drop it on again, and we'll you know get him gay again. See, that's the thing. I don't know. What about like uh, is there a medication? I just got on medication, and my whole life changed. What medication are you doing? Lamictal. I don't even. I've never even heard of this one. It's a mood stabilizer. Doctor told me I had mania and I was bipolar, and they said it would take three weeks to work. And I took it, and it was in three minutes. The whole world's like, because I was a very no. oh yeah, I was a very amped up person, like yeah. into drugs. What drug? What was your drug uh, of choice? I had cocaine and ecstasy, but I don't like alcohol. So this is like cocaine and ecstasy, but. They're giving it to you. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's very calming. Mm-hmm. Cocaine was like ah, yeah. amped up. I like when you describe the. I was listening last night when you described the one line, always chasing the, the first line. Yeah, I relate to that a lot. And that first fucking thing when you the the thing of the coke buzz and you non addicts don't get it all because people are like I didn't cock and I don't like it. I'm like whatever but that thing when that fucking first line <laughs> starts to just wear off and you're like oh I've got to get back there and you can't quite do it sometimes you overshoot it but you never get back to that one great feeling and you can work at that for three four days straight <laughs> and not get anywhere I was never like that I always had a lid on it I would I would get it with my friends, and then I would like go to bed and wake up, and they would have done it all. Yeah, I and would they, be one of your friends. You would do. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there a point where you don't get high anymore? Um, yeah, but I was never figuring that out. Right. You know what I mean? Like I was never figuring that out. And then sometimes you run down and go like, uh, you, you go like, we're all out. My heart's beating awful fast. <laughs> Man, I wonder. I guess people do die from this. It's weird. Drink some water. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe some water is what I need yeah. to Hydrate. deal. Yeah. To deal with it. Fez, you never want to drop a block on my head? <laughs> no. Can I tell you something? I feel like I'm being honest and you're not. Why would I want to drop a block on your head? Why would Most some... days you're my only friend. Why would... So what? Oh, if you only have one friend, they still annoy you. You could have one friend in the world and you would be able to say to that friend, 
shut the fuck up. You're driving me crazy. I think that you think it inside, and then you think, well, how can I fuck up this show for him? It's not fair to him. You've got to step up. I'm sorry, but as a fan... You, Thank you. You've got to... You, I'm, I'm a fan of the show, and I, maybe I'm overstepping my bounds, but you've got to step up. You've got to. It's not fair to him. And I had somebody that I did a podcast with like that, not, not my partner, but the producer, and he would get mad when I would post stuff on Facebook, like, why are you, why are you filling my feed? Because I'm getting the show out there. You know, and I, I feel like that's what Ron's doing. Ron is just... You've got to meet him a quarter of the way. I understand how much of an awful person I am. You're not. Oh, right. No, 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 no. You're Jay, not. I was nice wrong. enough to no. talk to your publicist and book oh, you in here, no, and then you no, want to no. come in and attack me. I didn't me. mean it like come that. On. Oh, shit. I'm so sorry. Come on. I'm so sorry. No, no. Well, that's why uh, That's why I reached out to your publicist to make sure you got in here to plug okay. your movie so you could shit on me oh, while no, you're here. No, I just, stop, fu- I just fucked up so royally. Jason Ness so- is married. Available on Amazon Instant Video, Vimeo On Demand, and iTunes. That's the Starting June 24th, available for a pre-order now, JasonNashIsMarried.com, and on Twitter, at Jason23Nash. And best friends with Jonah Hill. Now, here's the thing. Don't put your hat on. You're not leaving. Now, you are staying. <laughs> you just fucked you up so royally, you fans. I'm sorry. You didn't fuck up at all. I love how fearless she came into the room. You came in. You're like, I'm a fan. How come this happens? How come that happens? I thought it was great. I really do. But here's what I'm saying, Fez. As pissed as you just got at him, right? Uh-huh. You can get pissed at me like that. I understand, but I don't get pissed at you. How could that be? That's what I'm saying. He's... Because he's, he's, he's your... He's your meal ticket. He's he's battling for you, so you can't get pissed at him. Me, I, I'm not going to give you anything. No, I realize that. But, but I'll I, give the, you this. Jason Nash tr- is married. Available on the Amazon tr- Instant Video, on. Vimeo On Demand, and iTunes starting June 24th. Give me that. Available that for pre-order now. The truth is, is I really, I, maybe, I, I, maybe we could work together because I think you're great. And I listen to the show all the time. And I think you add so much. And I think it, kind of what you do does make it a really interesting show. It makes it real. And it really, you really can get in there. And it's not oh, like... It's a little late now. I, did, I said that before he got mad at me. He, he, he did. I said that. I said I think you're really great on the show and entertaining and funny. We'll have to have you back on a day when I'm in the hospital. Oh, <laughs> what does that mean? Everyone's good. now he's responsible for your... No, when I go in for the surgery. What does that mean? What surgery are you having? Give me that. I'm going Give on neck surgery. Head. I don't want you to mean like... Chris, you're now going to do plugs. Okay. Because Fez did it too cruel. And by the way... This movie is I love how funny, this gets mumbled out. great stars. Oh, you mean Jason Nash is married? Right, now we're not doing it right <laughs> oh, now. Okay. But in the in the in the in the correct time. Sure. Now, Fez, why did you get that mad at him? I just was talking about dropping a block on your head. I by the way, I Jason, know you wouldn't r- really drop a block on my head. I'm telling you, I'm fucking close. But here's the thing: I would love for you once just to do it. To me, what you did to him. I feel like a fucking crazy person. I feel like I'm in sixth sense where I'm not fucking seen or heard. He's guilty. He's guilty that he's he's got himself in this position with you. So if he... Yells, well, I agree with that. I'm so, embarrassed. So he's not going to yell at you because he's embarrassed with himself. By the way, I thought you came into the room great. I found it to be hysterical. <laughs> I, I thought you were pretty rude. No, I think he's bold and he's out there. And, and everything that he was doing was, you know, on the nose. No one ever comes in and asks us what's going on. I'm always surprised. That's all I want to know. If I always imagine myself on these shows, like on O&A. I'm like, what would I say? And I know I would. I would say it would probably piss Anthony off. 
you know, uh, this is the thing I would say, Anthony, I love you. I think you're so funny. Your politics are, are awful. That's what I would say. I think he hears that sometimes. In the you think he does? Yeah. But I don't he know if he'd Twitter. want to hear I don't No, I think he enjoys it. I think Anthony is way open to having those discussions and has fun with it. Yeah. And of course, I don't know him. So that's a radio right. persona. So what, I don't know what he's really like. No, that's Anthony. Is it? Yeah, you, you, you're, he, he's just not doing a persona. He's not, not doing a persona. Yeah, there's no dice clay. That's Anthony. Uh, Opie's Opie. And Jim, actually, Jim is one of the more honest people I've ever seen in my uh, um, in my life, too. I love, very, very I love open Jim. about who they are. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go over here to uh, Dan. In Chicago. Dan, you're on the run of Fez hey, show. Hey, Ron, what's up, Fez? Yeah. What's up? How you doing, Jason? Hey, how you guys do- How you doing, Dan? I'm doing good. Listen, as a fan, Ron, I'm just constantly waiting for Fez to step up and just tell you to fuck off. You know? I, I mean, love it. Like, I've told it him. It never happens. It never happens. So it's like, maybe that's just the way that, you know, I'm not the only one out here, but... Uh, but here's the thing. People act like I don't have friends and family members who don't tell me to fuck off all the time. I hear it all the time. I can hear it from Fez. I could have Fez has every right to say, dude, would you get off my dick? You're busting my balls a little too much. I think that would be healthy. Yeah, he's not going to do it because he's, he's mad at himself. You're mad at yourself, Fez? Constantly. I thought you were mad at Jason. Well, I him I'm furious that. with. I, I'm mad at myself. I, him you, I'm really <laughs> pissed at. Take it all out on me, because I'm going to walk out the door, and you know, I, I want I want you to... You have to get it out there. You've got to get your your feelings out there. Fez, you, did you watch Jason's movie? No. Why not? Why do people who come in here... I couldn't wait to see his movie. I like to read people's books. You never once... I watched the trailer. I know that you're being like you're trying to get back up now, but I mean, with any guest that we ever have comes in here, you never know their work. You've never seen their movie, listened to their album. No music. I'm just not going to listen to. It's not going to happen. You get that Chrissy Hine was in here yesterday, right? Yes, and that didn't mean anything to you. I understand how important in music Chrissy Hine is. I can appreciate that, but. There's no music that I could listen to to reinforce that. What, what do you do after work? What, what What's your night like? I hang out here, work on the computer, head home. Work on the computer means surf the internet or write bits or... Yeah, look for stuff for the show. I see, yeah, okay. So what Clips. stuff do you ever do that you come in and put on the air? Nothing. I, I don't get anything on the air. And I'm not even fucking kidding about that. And yet he'll think he put in a 10-hour day. And I say, do what I do, work a fucking three-hour day, but throw everything into it. Not acting like, oh, I'm preparing. Don't prepare. It's fucking radio. You shouldn't prepare. Did you notice a real difference in yourself when you came out of the closet? Did you notice something change in you? Um, no, I was still. I still had the same fears. I mean, the big fe- one big fear that was gone was coming out of the closet. Yep, but then the same fears were still there. Right, and in some ways made worse because now you had to be a gay guy and you didn't really want to be a gay guy. I have trouble being a gay guy. You know what? I relate to that. I, I always think if I was gay, I'd be like, oh, I, don't, I would have trouble. I would, would, I don't, would I be brave enough to be gay? In what way? I just, like, let's say I was gay. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm such a wuss that I don't know if I would be brave enough to come out and admit it. Why? What are you ashamed of? Well, maybe I would now, but I'm certainly like growing up. 
when when things were different. Things were different twenty years ago. Remember when Will and Grace was on? Everybody's like, "Oh my God!" This t- see, I go back gay before guy. you, and I remember fucking Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars, uh-huh. and fucking Andy Warhol and Iggy and Lou Reed, and even the Stones. People used to call Mick gay back in the seventies, and I was like, "Be fucking flamboyant," and then fucking throw down. Gay guys used to have to fucking. They weren't accepted, but they made a cooler scene than everybody else. Yeah. But this whole thing of accept me, accept me, is where you give up your fucking power. Fuck everybody else. I wouldn't give a shit what they were into. Yeah. The coolest fucking people in history have been on the fringes. That's the, always the coolest fucking people. No one ever says, look at that number one movie. It's so fucking good. You know what I mean? It's always shit. It's always been shit. Be on the fucking fringes. It's easy to be gay if you're David Bowie. Well, the thing is, when he came out, uh, a lot of people thought, you know, Elton didn't come out for years because it affected music sales. You know what I mean? And then he even married a woman at one point. What was your childhood like? What were your mother and father like? Yeah, you never bring that up. Yeah, you, you should probably know if you're such a big fan of the I'll show. Why being mean? Fez. Why don't you just... Who started it? Who came in here like an ass? Ass? I thought. I thought. I think. I honestly think. I Jason thought very rude, tripping. very disrespectful after being invited to plug his movie. It isn't plugging his movie. It's being on the show. We haven't talked about my movie that much. I mean, I'm just. I'm, Whose fault is that? Uh, I'm here to. I'm here to like talk about what I want to talk about and be real and and you know show respect to the show and I think by. Nice job. Asking the questions that I think all the fans want to hear. Um, I think I'm taking it in the right direction. People, I mean, you can't make people buy a movie. They'll, they'll, I think you're going to... I'm just asking, can you tell me about your mother and father? Or you don't want to? My father's dead. My mother's still alive. What were they like growing up? Here, I'll tell you about mine. My father was super macho, like crazy, violent... Uh, loving and violent, violent and loving. My mother is was is Jewish, super loving. So I would go back and forth between like over love and like total fear. So that's that's made me who I am. So I have like a thing in my head telling me that I'm like tough and like crazy, but really I'm just like a Jewish kid, like a you know mama's boy. Um, and my entire existence is is constantly based on my father. What my father thought of me, and I'm not man enough, and that's what the movie's about. And so that's that's my thing. So I always think it's best to tell your thing before... Now, you tell me yours. It's basically the same thing, except the macho one in my family was my mother. Really? Did she not love you? She, I, she loved me. She never really liked me. If we want to do this one more time. Wow, that's just like me. I love him, but don't like him. I'm your mother. I just oh my god! Wow. I'm your mother. He's Jason Nash is giving breakthrough. us a breakthrough. He's giving us nothing. He's giving us a breakthrough. <laughs> That's why I like your mom so much. I agree with her. He's giving us nothing but a shitty day at Sirius XM. Why are you so much? Stop being like <laughs> that for real. Seriously, stop. Being I don't mind at all. I don't mind at all. I, I feel I, I could I've, I would. This is going. This is the best thing that's ever happened to me. I feel like part of the show. You so are part much. of the show today. I love it. Uh, Absolutely love it that Fez is mad at me. Are you going to stop, Fez? I'm going to get on the plane tomorrow with a, such a smile on my face. I'm going to get on with you. <laughs> We're going to LA. I'm a little nervous, but I think it's a whole new life for me. What was your father like? 
He was very funny, but he wasn't around a lot. Yeah, mine wasn't either. And when he was, you had to like uh, temper his feel. You know, I always say I used to talk to my father like like a grown up when I was eight. Why don't Why don't we put on Daddy? Why uh, don't you walk so fast? And you two can fucking cry on each other like in a, in a fucking men's circle. <laughs> I don't know if I know this. I don't know if I know this song, but it sounds great. Yeah. Fez, are you there? It's Jason. Look, man, I'm so sorry what happened today on the radio. I'm a big fan of yours, and maybe I was out of line. And I want you to know that I love you, and I want you to get better. And I, uh, for you, not for me, not for the fans, not for Ron, not for Chris. I want you to get better, man, and I want you to hold your weight here. And I love you. Holy shit. I gotta find out if it's real. Look up a Kevin Meany thing, who is our buddy. Do you know Kevin Meany, the comedian? Of course. Uh, he works over here. Is he in the news? Yeah, he's in All the right. news. Read uh, this off. CBS Two sources: Comedian Kevin Meany cleared an alleged JFK airport assault. <laughs> what? How did Kevin Meany be in the So did this is happen, or is this a court case for it? This is. Uh, it looks like it. It's a court case for it. The district attorney will not prosecute comedian Kevin Meany for allegedly assault- assaulting a woman at JFK International Airport. I didn't even know he was accused before he got to being cleared. It happened on Tuesday inside Terminal 1 at JFK. Hey, somebody just wrote to me that they want to be an intern. Jack Straker is their name. This guy sounds perfect <laughs> like a Tom us. Cruise character. Is that Get the guy from Star to Tomorrow? Get me Jack Straker. <laughs> <laughs> I need water. Get me Jack Straker, <laughs> damn it. Hey, what's up? I'm uh, Jack Straker. Um, I go to Boston College. Kevin, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, I, I gotta say, this is by far the best interview I've ever I love uh, heard. On I the love radio. Jason Nash. I love and, that. And you I know what? I've out. never, in all these years, I've never had somebody come into the studio who brought so much out of Fez. It's just more anger that people don't like. No, no, no. We do like it. We do like it. We want to unravel you. I want to do an unmask with Fez. I want to be guest host. And I want to get it out. Because I know... It's- yeah, I'd love to sit down with you again on the radio. I I plan on doing something with Fez called Unplugged. And it'll be... I know he told me not to do this, but I'm yanking the plug out. <laughs> I, I, I feel like you're... I'm attacking you, or we're attacking you, and I. Who's way? No, you. I feel like I'm attacking. I feel like you think I'm attacking you, and I'm I'm really not. I apologize a bunch of times. Is Kevin still there? I feel like I'm being a broken record. Kevin Maney, he's been cleared. The guy that was on, I thought he could argue my case. Uh, Here's Bob in Miami. He's really mad, by the way. Like I, I, I don't know if I don't know if it's an act. Yeah. He doesn't fucking perform enough for this to be an act. Okay. He's literally mad at you. Here's the good news. You just made best of. First <laughs> fucking first vacation. Mark this. This getting slapped back in. <laughs> oh, I love you so much. It's great. Um, Thank you. Hey, uh, Bob in Miami. Not if Fez is in control of it, though. Bob. 
Don't got you, buddy? I hear the cocksucker there. Uh, here's uh, John in Idaho. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, yeah. this guy... Uh this guy's great, Jason Nash. Honestly, dude, I wasn't going to look into your movie, but after this uh, this, this showing, I'm, I'm definitely going to check it out because uh, you're bringing a lot out of Fez. I think you should uh, relax and kind of listen to you a little bit. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bob. And uh, as, as a fellow fan of the show, I really do appreciate that. And this is for you. Here's uh, Matt. Matt, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I have to agree with Jason, too. I mean, uh... I'm a new listener, and hearing all this stuff about your guys' past is awesome, and hearing Fez get angry is even better. I'm also <laughs> going to check out his movie just uh, just because of this interview right here. Uh, awesome. Here's, here's Don. Don, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hi, Ron. Enjoy bucks, brother. Yeah. Hey, Fez, I love you to death. I think you're a hell of a guy. But I'd like to know, and this is not an attack, but I'd like to know when the truth is brought up, the honesty is laid out on the table about your feelings towards Ron, you're just totally shut down and denied. I know you have pissed off feelings towards him. Why can't you just say yeah? No, I love Why it. Why can't you say it? You can say that you get pissed off at me. I don't. Ever. I worry about you. There's I worry about what I do to you. Um, I don't get pissed off at you. Nothing, even an annoying thing, like he smacks his mouth, smacks his gums. Nothing. Or... Just drives you nuts. Oh, there he is with a fucking cigar again. Nothing. Sometimes you get off mic too much. God damn it. Wow. You know what? I, I like that it. as a listener, I, actually. You know what? I fucking had it. I'm done with this <laughs> fucking show. Holy shit. You know what? Seriously. Take I'm not going to fucking sit in here. Take that shit. Up. He's leaving. I, I've had it. I'm out. Jason, I hope you're fucking proud of yourself. I said sometimes. No. it's That's something you can never take back, Fez. <laughs> I've done nothing but try my best with you, Fez. And now this is the way you're fucking... You're off mic again. You're fucking treating me that way. I'm done. You're way off I'm mic. With this whole shitty show. <sighs> Fez, will you shake my hand? No. Like it's a dog. <laughs> Come on, Fezzy. Jason Nash is married, available on Amazon Instant, Vimeo On Demand, iTunes, all starting June 24th. Go there now to pre-order it. Go to JasonNashIsMarried.com for more information. Jason Nash is married. H. John Benjamin, Rob Corddry, Andrew Daly, David Keckner, T.J. Miller, Patton Oswald, Paul F. Tompkins, Nick Swartz, and they all appear in the film. It's JasonNashIsMarried.com and Jason's Twitter at Jason23Nash. Thanks, Chris. Welcome, Jason. Thanks for coming in, buddy. You're Thank you for fun, having man. me. Really, really good time. Fez, I, 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 please come back soon. I love you, and let's let's bury this. I watched it for a little while. Hug, Ronnie. You're off mic. I can't hear you. You're way off mic. <laughs> now, should I hug Fez or just walk out no, the door? No, you don't need to hug okay. me. Okay. All right. I'll say this, Fez. After what you, the fucking way you attacked me today. You're dead to me. <laughs> uh, that's the end of my show. Donk. Tuesday, Wednesday to Thursday with Harry, Mark, and John. Satellites gone up to the sky. Like that drive me out